Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome back to the podcast that puts the lime in the coconut and drinks them both up. Talk until the joy is gone. My name is Rooney, and I've just about had my fill of dealing with the fetid morass of humanity this week. So forgive me if I come across even more bitter than usual. And here with me is my cross to bear, the man with no shame and an overgrown library of smut that will make a sailor blush. Reggie. (laughs) I don't actually have that much smut, you know. That's what you say. That's what you say. Who who needs a library of smut when the internet is a thing? I mean, yeah, I suppose these days a library of smut is just bookmarks. Yeah. (laughs) Not even that. Or like a text document with links to your favourites. Yeah, exactly. I mean, (laughs) who needs more than that? I mean, that still counts as a library of smut. I mean, technically, we all have enormous libraries of smut because we all have almost unfettered access to the internet. Yeah. At least, I'm assuming you do if you're listening to this podcast, because if you're on the other side of the Great Firewall of China... Come on, we all know good girls don't listen to Tajik. (laughs) No, but they do steal my T-shirt that says that. (laughs) Because if it's so much better than me now. (laughs) If anyone else has bought that T-shirt in black... Like the the classic T-shirt. Do let me know if it shrunk as badly as mine did. <laughs> Please, there. Uh, let's back away from this. I want people to buy the merch. No. Oh no, no, no. Right. I will say this now. All the other merch that I bought from there, and I bought touching stuff. I bought my own stuff. I bought other people's stuff. It's all been awesome. That T-shirt for some reason shrunk into a crop top within about fucking six weeks of me buying it. So I feel for the price that I paid for all my T-shirts. The 70 or so wares i got out of each one of them before they started to degrade <laughs> on me it was more value for money than than you'll get from most places oh yeah yeah they're, so, they're good quality t-shirts yeah they so. are they are good so please go and buy it buy our merch it's on Redbubble. Did, just search touching how much was it we made last year oh don't like seven pounds 60 or something yeah out of, out of all the stuff we sold last year we made a grand total of seven pound odd in profit but we didn't but we actually didn't we didn't because i would say at least <laughs> Five of that. Yeah, at least half of that. <laughs> came from us. Yeah. Whether it was me buying t-shirts for other people or me buying t-shirts <laughs> for me or you and Amy buying t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> most we probably made about 150 Yeah. On my on my personal one, I made uh, a eight and a half quid. Yeah, you made more than, that than, than you did. We did uh, on Touching. Yeah, the good thing is on my personal one, I don't think I actually bought any of my own stuff last year. Oh, no, I did. I bought a couple of stickers. So about 90% of that was yeah. actually... But the thing is, look, I was looking back at my order confirmations that they, they sent me through and that. I sold a metric fuck ton of stuff last year. It's... Yeah, it's crazy. Like, there's a there's a part of me that's like, oh, we need to take this in-house. We need to just do it ourselves so yeah. we can maximise profits. But at the same time, we don't sell enough merch. We don't sell enough merch to, to justify, justify it. the... Like, because we would only ever be able to do one T-shirt at a time because we'd have to get them printed ourselves. And then yep. we would have to like actually go out of our way and tell people they're on sale and, yep. and har- harass people into buying them yeah and so <laughs> we're not very good i don't know if you guys have noticed but we are not very good at harassing people to do we're just not good anything at marketing we are in any way, dreadful at marketing we are like content creating geniuses but when it comes to actually <laughs> letting people know word. that <laughs> come on. we're competent at making content but we're absolutely useless All when right. it comes to getting that content out into ears yeah and we're slightly above average content creators but <laughs> we're terrible at letting the world know the content exists yeah. <laughs> so if there are any like freelance marketers out there that love touchy so much that they're willing to work for free hi hi <laughs> hit us up yeah we'll um we'll buy you a t-shirt 
it will last more than half a dozen watches, yeah. I promise. <laughs> it's far better than that shit you buy in Primark anyway. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> twice as expensive, but you pay for the quality. So. You pay for the quality. I mean, it's, it's also it's about the same price as what you'd pay for something off of QWERTY. Yeah. And they're about on par with quality, mm. except that on QWERTY, you aren't repping your favourite podcast that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. And if this sounds like a absolutely shameless sales pitch, that's because it is. Yeah, because <laughs> Rooney's been having all kinds of trouble selling shit recently, and uh, we feel it it would be easier if we just sell touching merch. That you know, I should have, I should have advertised stuff. them on here. I, right uh, uh, for uh, my work Christmas party last year, I won a pair of uh, Beats headphone things. Yeah. No, 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 no. You no. won AirPods. I, got, oh, yeah. I got won. angry, swapped them for some beats. Yes, I won AirPods. And then uh, one of the one of the young ladies I work with um, used feminine wiles, by which I mean I was drunk and she wasn't wearing much, and was like, oh, Tonto said you won these and you might want to swap them. Because a colleague of mine was like, I know Rooney. He fucking hates Apple products. Yeah. He's just won Apple products. You've got non-Apple products. Let's do this. And I was like, yeah, okay, there you go. She came over and she was all like, do you want to swap? I'll give you these and some cash and you give me the... I was like, no, I don't worry about the cash. Just a straight swap. And she was like, Idiot. are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's Christmas. Just, yeah, whatever. And then I woke up the following morning and I realised I'd done myself out of a handful of cash. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, it's okay, I'll just flog these ones. And I, I decided to sell them on Facebook Marketplace <laughs> because eBay always seems like a little bit like... It sounds ridiculous. It sounds a little bit upmarket, and I'm just like, ugh, it's a lot of faffing. And yeah, plus, like, Facebook Marketplace, you're probably going to be appealing to people that are more local that yes. can come and collect them. That was my hassle. thinking. Yeah, yeah. I was like, 100 quid for these headphones. So I, was like, I was a little bit savvy because yeah. this isn't my first rodeo, and I was like, right, I want 100 quid for these. If I stick them on there for 125, people can haggle with me, yeah. and they'll walk away thinking they've got themselves a deal, and I've actually got what i wanted for yeah. them which is exactly what happened however i have had over the i mean they've been on there since first week of january mm. and they sold today <laughs> <laughs> and that i've just had so many people messaging me and like oh can we do revolut can we do cash app do you have western fucking digital and i'm not, I'm not western digital the Western United, or whatever the fuck the money exchanges that all the scammers in Nigeria use. Oh, yeah, it's all lost on me. Or all the ones, my favourite one is the ones that go, okay, yeah, great, I'll take these. Can I come collect them? Yes, you can. Okay, I'll be around tomorrow. Great. Oh, what I'm going to do is I'll send such and such a courier company. They'll have an envelope of cash for you. They'll give you that, uh, and then you give them the item. And, and I'm like, no, that's that's a well-known scam. Yeah. Okay, this doesn't happen. I've I've used that to vent my frustrations at people because I'm like, you are a despicable person. You're a waste of DNA. Your mum should have swallowed. Block, whatever. <laughs> Off they go. Anyway, I've had those people, like, at the 11th hour. Yeah, no, I've been... I, I, it's been a month, <laughs> <Sorry>. mate. <laughs> your mum should have swallowed. <laughs> I'm going to steal that insult. <laughs> um... And then I've had people like, okay, great. Yeah, I'll be around and pick them up. And then, then they're like, at the 11th hour, oh, no, I'm not now. And I'm just like, okay, fine. So I had a guy yesterday yeah, um, who's all like, hey, I'm going to, can I buy these? He, he's waving at me. He wants a pen. Sorry. I was trying to do it while you were telling your story. I know, but my pen was behind me, yeah, so I had I to stop. I didn't have to derail you. <laughs> um, and he's all like, yeah, yeah, I want to buy these. I'm like, great, okay. 
He's like, will you take a, will you take a hundred pound? I'm like, yes, I will take a hundred pound. Ha ha ha. And he's like, great, okay, well, it's your address, blah, blah, blah. And I check him out on Facebook and he's like a, he's a church man. He's a lawyer. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm cool with this. Less chance of me getting mugged on my own doorstep. Um, so yesterday he arranges to come around and he's yeah. like, he's like, I'll be there. I'm leaving now. I'm like, great. So I sit there and I sit there two and a half fucking hours later. I'm like, my guy, where are you? You know, I need to go out. I've got stuff I've got to do this afternoon. Oh, no, I can't. I won't be doing it today. I've, we've got guests now. I can't do it tomorrow. And I'm like, for fuck's sake. Fuck you, my guy. So you didn't know you were having guests. Yeah, it's like, just why allow people to randomly just allow turn, people up to turn up at your house? And oh then if they, God. I mean, people can randomly turn up at my house, but they have to be prepared for me to say, go the fuck away. Yeah. I'll spend, I will spend a maximum of five minutes on my doorstep talking to you. After that, you have to leave. <laughs> Make a booking and then come back. Fuck right off. Fuck right off with that shit. <laughs> and just for the record, I won't even answer. He the won't door. even answer the fucking door. And that's if you can find out where he lives. Yeah, it's, a, it's a secret. He's like Oscar the fucking grouch, mate. Um, so I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Some other guy messages me uh, last night and he's like, hey, can I have these? Would you post them? I'm like, yes, I'll post them. Postage is this much. Awesome, he says. Comes back to me this morning and he's like, right, I'm out cycling at the moment because uh, I sent him like my PayPal mm. account. And he's like, I'm out cycling at the moment. I want to get back transfer the cash and then if you can post them tomorrow I'm like boom yes absolutely then the guy from yesterday pops back up mm. this is at like fucking 12 o'clock today uh, and I see it pop up on my phone and he's like can we do this today are you in uh, I can be there within the hour I don't respond I don't even open the message because I'm like no this other guy I'm going to send it bosh I'll have the cash in my in my bank like today yeah uh, next thing I know I've got a message from the guy uh, can we do this um, I, I'm here now and I respond back, and I'm like, I'm not home now, which was a lie. I'm not home now. And he's like, Oh, uh, I'm outside. And I'm like, For fuck's sake, what do you mean you're outside? So then I was like, Okay. And I'm like, Well, you know, if he's outside, he knows that. Uh, he's like, Is there anyone else there that can, can hand him over? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, My fucking, my fiance and my child are here. They don't open the door to my family, they don't open the door to my best friend. <laughs> Okay, so there's no way they're going to open the door to you, Mr. Internet person. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm like... <laughs> and that is no exaggeration, no exaggeration honestly, okay? Reggie turns up to my house once a week. He's been doing this for like nearly four fucking years now. I mean, your fiancé's known me the entire time you've been together. Yep. Cody's known me his entire he, life. Since, since he was... Con- <laughs> since he, before he was conceived. Yeah. And yet they won't answer the, answer the door to you. They will literally sit there and wait for me to come yeah. down and answer the door if I'm not there waiting. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. So I'm like, okay, fine. I was going to be going, I'm about to go out. But if we can do this like right now, yeah. then we can do it. And I'm like, if he takes any more than like two minutes, it's Done. off. I'm telling yeah. him, get fucked, buddy. Um, like <laughs> a minute and a half later, Amy's like, I think he's here. Man's just pulled up opposite, put his hazards on and got out of his car and he matches the profile picture on the f- Facebook. Like, For fuck's sake. Then, I mean, the guy comes up, he's like, a very nice guy. Uh, we had a little chat. He looked like someone's granddad. Um, and I have to say, I love the Zimbabwean accent. When, oh, yeah. Where, when they, sp- they speak English and they have that Zimbabwean accent. Uh, especially this guy was like older to be my granddad. I'm going to go as far as to say I love all a- African accents when they're speaking English. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. They sound almost musical. Yeah. Um, it's brilliant, and uh, like we we did it, and then the guy, as this was like we we're handing the stuff over, he's like, "Oh, this is the longest exchange I've ever had on Facebook Marketplace," and I'm just like, 
motherfucker, <laughs> take take your headphones yeah. and leave, because I'm about this close to stabbing you in the <laughs> eye with a biro. I've been here the whole time. The only reason it's been long, motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> is because of you. Because uh, then I said, I'll take the money, and I'm like, awesome. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, fuck, I've got to message the other guy. Yeah. And I've got to do it now before he sends Starts me like pay- this money across to my fucking PayPal. Yeah. And then I've got, and I'm like, oh, sorry. I was like, this guy wasn't supposed to be here. He showed up, it was supposed to be yesterday. And I'm like, I'm weak. He waved money in front. He like, literally <laughs> had cash and just handed it over. So I got a feeling that today's guy, the one that actually paid for it, probably heard Touch It before and was just like, can do whatever I want. The minute I offer him money, he's a, <laughs> he's a mercenarial cunt, this one. He'll just take the money and run. Yeah, I'd like to deny that, but that would be lying. <laughs> that would be wrong. <laughs> but you got it done. I got it done. They are gone. They are no longer floating around my studio. I read on Facebook the other day that this isn't the only time you've been messed about trying to sell stuff. I am constantly messed about trying to sell things. I've never sold anything via the internet. I just, I, it just always seems way more hassle than it should be. Absolutely. And it's, I just think to myself, is the is the paltry amount of money I'm probably <laughs> going to get worth the hassle? That's the most annoying no. thing, right? Is is you sell stuff on the Facebook Marketplace, and usually the stuff you're selling on there is is cheap. Yeah. You know, you'll be selling odds and sods that might do someone a turn for a fiver or less. Yeah. And then you get people going, can you deliver? Yeah. It's like, where fiver. do you live? Oh, uh, the Outer Hebrides. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker. It's like you're getting a TV set for £4.50 and you yeah. want me to drive to your house and uh, fuck off. That's more like, I'll, yeah, I'll do it if you pay petrol plus 10%. No? All right, fine. Oh, interesting that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I don't, I, I know, I know. People want to get, everyone wants to get bargains, especially given the current, like, world. Yeah. Everyone is trying to get as much as they can for as little as possible. Um, however, Sorry. if I if I'm selling you like a fucking thermos for a pound, I'm not going to deliver it to you. I'm no. not going to post it, and I'm not going to hold it for three weeks while you don't show up. Okay, first come, first fucking served. The best thing I ever did on there was uh, we had a couple of old bikes in the garden, yeah, and they'd been sat out there for you know a year or something through the winter, and we were like, look, realistically. We're not going to use these. We didn't use them last summer. Like I maintained them through the summer. We didn't use them. Fuck it. They need work doing on them. Yeah. We're not going to do it. So I stuck them outside and posted them up there. Free. First come, first served. I got about two dozen messages from people. Can you deliver? Can you hold this for me? You know, and they're all variations on those sorts of themes. And I'm like, I literally posted it. Not delivering. Yeah. Not holding. Literally outside my house right now. Here's my address. Come get it. First come, first served. I'll take them down once they're gone. And so many people messaging me, can you deliver this? Can you hold it until next Wednesday when my son can come pick them up? And I'm just like, no! Some bits I get. Like, if I really wanted something, but because life had got in the way, I can come and collect it immediately, or I'm like four days away from payday and I don't want to miss this yeah. thing that I need, I might actually be like, look, full disclosure... I haven't quite got the cash today, but I'll have it on Friday or I want it. I don't mind paying for it, but I can't collect it for another week because of life. If you're going to pay for it up front or put down a holding fee, absolutely. I will hold that shit for you. But it seems to me, just like from what you've told me, that people aren't willing to like, you know, actually be honest about the situation. They're just like, hold it for me. Do this, do that. Like an entitled person. It's like... If you're shopping on Facebook Marketplace, yeah. you can't expect 
like that level of like. No, it's, I'm not. A, I'm not a, a professional. I'm not a storefront. I'm no. not selling. I don't sell these things as a as a career. I do it because they're in my house. I could make some money off of it, and they'll be good for somebody else. If you considered just saving all your sellable merch up <laughs> for like a year, and then just going and doing like a one day. Um, what they call boot sale or something, and just put it all out. I thought about doing a boot sale, but I don't want to be that cunt at the boot sale who rocks up, puts all his shit out, and then way overcharges for what people boot. You go to a boot sale, and people who go to boot sales have got a certain mentality. Yeah, they don't want to spend more than a fiver on anything. Yeah, well, a lot of the shit that I'm selling is considered. I mean, the last two things I've spent on there, I've sold on there, have totaled over two hundred quid. Yeah, but <laughs> that's the thing. It's like if somebody turns up to a boot sale and they're like, "I'm not going to spend more than a fiver." And you've got a bike, then that's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, like so. But they... I have seen people buy bikes for a fiver at boot sales. Yeah, but that, their, <laughs> their bikes probably don't work. They're not in good condition. They're they're, they're worth a fiver. Oh, they're the, yeah, they're the ones if that, you, that yeah. need doing. But you know, if your if you bike can... is is worth more than the fiver, if it's worth <laughs> say fifty quid, and someone sees it at a boot sale and expects to pay a fiver for it, then that's not your problem. That's their mentality. Yeah, but it's just yeah. I, I think I'm gonna have to start using ebay again because don't well, ebay take a percentage yeah well over a certain amount they take a percentage but there's usually a fee that you have to pay to have it listed oh, in the okay. first place which isn't a huge fee but it's like you know and ebay ebay you can end up having to post to all over the place I mean, initially i was trying to avoid posting shit because mm. i don't really have time to get to a post office to do this sort of shit so it's like yeah, I don't want to spend my Saturday morning going to the, the post office to fuck about sending stuff. Yeah. Which is why I wanted it. Someone comes to my door. I had one guy who wanted to meet me, wanted me to meet him in a car park in Enfield. <laughs> and I'm just like, my brother in yeah. Christ, no motherfucking way. <laughs> I, I'm In fact, I'm ending this conversation and blocking you now because you clearly want to rob me. Every time you talk, this flash is red. Yeah, I know it does, but it doesn't seem to do that in here. Oh, okay. So I don't, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> these, these are these all set at the same volume they have been last for the last few like, times we've done. I've it. done some sketchy shit in the last couple of years, like you know, matched a girl on an app <laughs> and knocked on her front door two hours later. <laughs> but that is etch a sketch, bro. That is, but you know, <laughs> when you're you, in the, you ain't dead yet. <laughs> When you're in the mood, like, <laughs> there's not a lot that's gonna really ah uh, boner like, brain. Yeah. Yep, yeah, absolutely. But like, <laughs> there's no conceivable way <laughs> unless I'm doing a drug deal. I'm meeting anybody <laughs> in a car park in Enfield. I'm just like, never. A couple of people ask me to. It's like, okay, well, where are you? I'm like, I'm I'm in Harlow, yeah. and they're like, okay, I'm down in London. Do you want to meet me halfway? And I'm <laughs> I'm just like, not really. No, no. I'm just like. Send me the money now, maybe. You know, yeah. I'll just drive past, yeet them out the window yeah. at you, and take <laughs> off into the distance. But I'm like, there's no motherfucking way I'm meeting any of you sketchy motherfuckers, like anywhere. Actually, at least yeah. if they come to my house and they try to pull any shit. See, that's the thing as well, though. Like, I don't want motherfuckers coming to my house because <laughs> <laughs> who knows who they are? They could know somebody that that wants to find out where I live, and then <laughs> you know, I want to find out where I live. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there. Are, I'm sure there are people. I'm sure we've upset some people in the last 190 something episodes who would love to find out where you live just if to come and give you a piece of their mind. If you are butt hurt by anything we've said or done, 
Uh, please reach out to us. I may even meet you in a car park in Enfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even if I don't, content. Yeah. We will be strapped. <laughs> and we will bring our own version of the Mandem with us. <laughs> a couple of white vans with some old, bald, white motherfuckers. Old, bald, white motherfuckers. You will get gammoned to death. <laughs> Chelsea football hooligans. <laughs> old Mickey No Teeth. <laughs> He got so he was so pleased by that reference, ladies and gentlemen. He, he threw his phone across the room. It was because you knew exactly where I was going, and then just came through with a name I haven't heard in like fifteen years. I, I was where was I the other day, and that whole little scene just popped. Something clearly triggered my brain to remember um, that that whole little sequence of events, and I just had this this very clear memory of him stood there in the hallway on the phone. This just shows how far back we're going here, people. Yeah. On the, the house phone in the hallway. Go, oh, yeah, oh, no, yeah, go tell old Mickey no teeth. Yeah. We've done all on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, oh, my friend's dad organising a riot at a football yeah. match. <laughs> my think- childhood memories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to think his son couldn't have been the furthest thing from a fucking football hooligan. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> He's made of fucking twig- twiglets and breadsticks. <laughs> hi, if you're listening. Yeah, hi. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that's like twenty minutes of so me bitching and moaning. You've you've had you've had some hard time selling stuff. I had fun buying stuff yesterday. I went antiquing. Oh yes, I saw. I went antiquing and, and I've never been antiquing in my life. But Have you not? It, no, but it was, oh, fun. It was good fun. Yeah, I didn't realise. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't do it very often, but like I'm walking around and I'm thinking like when I do like this time next year when <laughs> I buy my house, I ain't going to IKEA. I ain't going to any of these places. I want shit with character, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm coming down here and doing going antiquing because you can at least find stuff that's like got character to it. Yeah, oh, yeah. It is original. Like, that's what I want my house to be. I don't want my house to be. Your house is going to be quirky as fuck. It is going to be quirky <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> Walls covered with Alex Party art and just like, just all kinds of shit. Like, <laughs> I got a gift as well. So I was bought a gift. I was bought a green man. Was it? Oh, it wasn't some of that paraphernalia. No, <laughs> that no. you sent me a picture that of. Blew my mind. Yeah, likewise. Like the second antique shop we went in had all these glass cabinets full of like Nazi memorabilia. I just thought I didn't think that was even legal. <laughs> I didn't think it was legal, which is what I was saying yesterday. I was like, "This can't be legal. You're not allowed to profit off that shit, are you?" I mean, and then when you said it to me, I was like, "I am right." That, that was my understanding. I mean, yeah. who knows? We've got the Tories in charge now, so they probably repealed those laws. They came like. They were selling like legit World War II Iron Cross medals. And I'm God not going to lie, I spent 10 minutes asking the person I was with, like, is there a universe where I could conceivably, <laughs> conceivably buy one for its historic value <laughs> and, and not, not be a Nazi? And not be a Nazi. And they were like, no. Nah. You, you could <laughs> if you were a Turbo Negro fan. Oh, yeah. You, you get away with a lot being a Turbo Negro fan. Yeah, they're a, they're a breed apart. Yeah. There's a reference I didn't expect to be making on today's episode. <laughs> they fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're very robotic in nature. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh my God, all the callbacks. All the callbacks. And the thing is, people in the cult are listening to this going, who the fuck are they talking no, about? No, 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 just one person that knows exactly who we're talking about. Two people. Actually, God, no, yeah, there are. Yes, that's, that's a good point. I can... Uh, t- <laughs> That person is so quiet, I often forget they're in there. <laughs> uh, they pop up every now and then when they got something sensible to say, which is not often in the culture, to be fair. 
<laughs> yeah, so uh, so you went antiquing. I went antiquing. You got, and you got a gift. I got gifted a green man. Oh, nice. It is awesome. I, it's actually still in my car. <laughs> I should have brought it in to show you like a bit of show and tell. A bit of show and tell. But yeah, it was like a, like a proper green man like face. And it was oh, like, hanging cool. on the wall. And I'm like, I need a green man. I life. need a green man <laughs> in my life. <laughs> and I was like probably not gonna get it and we carried on walking around and then eventually i was like fuck it i need a green man so i went and got it and then in, in the end it was just easier for the, this person to pay for everything yeah in one go because the person behind the counter was handwriting receipts yes <laughs> yeah. i've been i've been down to the that was yeah. down at the maltings isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been in there before and so like we get we get in the car and we drive home and i'm like i'll i'll transfer you the money and they're like you paid for dinner last night you paid for <laughs> breakfast this morning just let me buy you this. Like, <laughs> okay, fair enough. But um, yeah, that blew my mind. Like Nazi paraphernalia, all this racist shit they were selling. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not. I'm not going to tell you the name of the thing because yeah, I can't. No. I couldn't even text. He it. did when he when he texted me about it. He had to like fucking substitute asterisks for letters because <laughs> I didn't want anyone like seeing a screenshot of that, thinking I was <laughs> not that you would show anybody a screenshot. <laughs> but if anybody ever got hold of my phone and managed to get into it. <laughs> If I ever want to destroy my own like reputation, yeah. I will just take screenshots from one of our chats because that would be mutually assured yeah. destruction. Absolutely. <laughs> but I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it's it. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah, I've now got to give a blowjob as well. I don't know how it's going to work because I was with a girl. But <laughs> the deal was the first, one, the first one to spot one of these things on sale because yeah. she told me, you're going to see them You're going to see them. But they sell a lot of them. The first one to see it has to, uh, gets a blowjob. <laughs> so obviously, I was second to see it. So <laughs> I found a massive cabinet full of loads of them. And I was like, see more than you. She's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it does, doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, it was awesome, though. Like, what else blew my mind was, like, do you remember that old, like, shed? In the mornings that we rehearsed him for like yes. two years. It was basically an overgrown port cabin. Every Sunday for two, like about two years. Yeah, right? yeah. It was so close to Josh's house, he used to walk down. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's now a cafe. Yeah. What? It's, it, I couldn't believe it. Like, we were, as we were, as I'd be pulled up, I was like, oh, we used to rehearse down here. Like, she actually knows Josh. Mm. Everyone knows him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows him for the same reason as well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to fuck him. Um, <laughs> We, <laughs> I was gonna say they can't all know he's crazy bitch sister, surely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, moving swiftly along, <laughs> I, I might was... I might have to edit that out. <laughs> just just leave in the ten minutes of me laughing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I haven't been here in like literally in years. Like, yeah. We used to rehearse down here, and she was like, "Oh, okay." As we were walking around the corner, she's like, "This is where we're going for breakfast." I was like, "Fuck, fuck!" <laughs> where we used, used to rehearse? Literally, where we used to rehearse? Yeah, I knew it wouldn't still be a rehearsal studio no, because, yeah, like, we were their only regular customer yeah. at that time. I think they were basically subsisting off what we were paying. Yeah, them. which wasn't much. <laughs> they phoned Especially us up after we after we stopped going there. Yeah, they phoned me up like a couple of times. You guys, you haven't got a, a, a booking. No, no, we're not rehearsing anymore. Oh, are you rehearsing somewhere else? Like, no, we're oh. just not rehearsing. Oh, um, are you sure? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, when you bear in mind that Josh would turn up every week and be like, yeah, I've got no money. <laughs> got no money. You'd be like, it's literally a fiver, Josh. Can you not? 
Can, can you not just, <laughs> please? Just, just charge one of these girls you're sleeping with. A fiver, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know but, at least one of his girlfriends had a job because I, I know the girl. Yeah. And she was working at the time they got together. Um, yeah, they couldn't have been making much off us for like three hours on a Sunday They afternoon. weren't making a great deal, but that basically paid for them to be there yeah. and to get a takeaway while they were sat there watching yeah. fucking old skater videos yeah on the on the big old crt tv they had in the back room ignoring how many like you know illegal smoke breaks yeah 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 just ignoring <laughs> us completely yeah. <laughs> like i can't believe i walked in the place looks obviously completely different the food is banging <laughs> like i had real good food real good coffee and i was just like i can't believe this is this is it's where the same we, place yeah this is where we wrote so many songs and oh, stop kicking it. my mic stand. I'm sorry, I'm, <laughs> it's, it's right there, everywhere. I've got like a tiny bit of room. Oh, to sit whinge, in. whinge, whinge! Who's tired of whinging you? <laughs> yeah, because you're kicking the mic stand. Everyone's gonna be anyone listening to this with headphones has got pop teardrums. Because if you think I'm sitting there editing that shit, you are sadly fucking mistaken, mate. <laughs> Your days of editing shit are over. It's just like, I'll do a will. I'll just put the music in the beginning and leave it. I listen to the whole fucking thing and I cut bits out where necessary. But just lately, there hasn't been much requirement for me to yeah, cut yeah. anything out because we're really good at this. Yeah, we are getting <laughs> tremendous at podcasting. We just we self-censor ourselves as we go. Mm. So like at most... I might have to cut out a bit where we go and have a wee. Yeah. And that's about it. Um, here's a gem for you people. Know when the conversation's over. Know when to move on. Yeah. Know when you run the joke into the ground. And that's not just for podcasting. That's that, that's words to live by. Yeah. And on that note, I've got another quiz. Oh, my God. Unlike the last quiz, where I only got one out of ten. Yeah. I actually got eight out of ten on this one. Oh. So you're going to have to go some to try and beat me. Oh, well, this is going to be some bullshit quiz, isn't it? Like, no. name the top ten grime rappers in the UK circuit. Oh, mate. I'd as of 2022. Ten out of ten on that. I, I know my grime. No. Don't know your cheese or your service stations, though. <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah, that's right. I'm bringing the heat. <laughs> but I knew this one. Figure skating term or sex act? Oh, for fuck's sake. Everything's a sex act if you're brave enough. <laughs> Funnily enough, I was told that. <laughs> I was told that right before I did the quiz. Um, right, so, number one question. Mm. Bestie squat. Bigger skating term or sex act? Bestie squat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like a sex act. Let's go with sex act. Bigger uh-uh. uh. skating term. Sidewinder. Not just the name Ooh. of a UK rave that and plays grime music. <laughs> and, and a, a snake. <laughs> and a snake. Yeah, I was told and, and a car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a lot of things called a sidewinder. I think that's a sex act. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Are you not going to tell us what it is? <laughs> I don't have that. I just have either figure skating. Oh, so we, we just have to take your word for it. Okay. Well, the person that sent me this <laughs> didn't send me an explanation. They just sent me... I mean, you could, Google is a thing. Oh, come on, I, got, I can't risk my fucking <laughs> online presence by Googling stuff Your like online that. online presence. <laughs> Reggie. dot <fucking> solo <laughs> I've never Googled anything like that for this podcast before. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the addendum there was the critical bit for this podcast before. Yeah. Says the man that did an entire game show for you and I. <laughs> Based on the... Based on sex acts. 
No, right. see, I told you. You just plucked that out of your head because yeah. you just know that sort of shit. I do. Deviant bastard. That's why I gave twice as many orgasms than I got on Friday night. Um, <laughs> number three, camel spin. <laughs> this one threw me as well. That's a figure skating term. It is indeed. <laughs> but I, after answering that, I tried to figure out what it was. And I come to the conclusion, you get your partner on the back on the and back, you, and spin, you around, spin around and spit at people like I mean, reverse bukkake. <laughs> no, that's when it becomes a sex act. That's when the spitting's involved. It's a bukkake session that spits back. Oh, so you just have to do it. You have to get them on your back, both of you have a full bladder, and then spin around. <laughs> no, that's the sprinkler system. <laughs> oh, I need to I need to keep count of what ones you got right. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you literally have a notebook and a pen right there. Yeah, but that means I have to then take the time to copy this into my pad. So I can do it. I can just put ticks next to the ones you got right. It's easier. Right, number four. Mm-hmm. Spider. <laughs> um, I know Spider-Man is a sex act. Yeah. But I don't know about the spider. Wiley thinks, oh, let all you listeners know what a Spider-Man is. It's when you come in your hand and you throw it in a girl's face like web. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking hell. Uh, sex act. Correct. Oof. Number. If anyone knows what that is, please do reach out to us. Yeah. Number five. The lasso lift. See, now that sounds like a figure skater thing. So I'm going to say it's actually a sex act and it's something to do with your dick. Uh-uh. Ah. Figure skating. Balls. Uh, number six. Valedictorian. That, that's a sex act. It is indeed. <laughs> what it is, I don't know, but it is. It's the way that you, you overemphasize the dick. Valedictorian. <laughs> oh, I thought you'd go, oh, he's overemphasized dick. It must be a figure skating term. He's trying to lure me in here. No, no, my, no. My I, reverse I, psychology I, didn't work. I reversed your reverse yeah. psychology. <laughs> double bluffed. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, next up, Lotus. That's a figure skating thing. Uh-uh. No? Sex act. Huh. Oh, no, I'm thinking of fucking yoga. Yeah. Uh... Next up, the grapevine. Do, 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 do. Um, wait, what was the last one? That was sex Heard act. fruit grapevine. Uh, sex act? Figure skating, Sam. Figure skating. Oh, I'm terrible at this game. This one. This one I'd <laughs> never heard of before you actually said it on, on a podcast. Oh, God. So I expect you to get this one right. Rusty trombone. Oh, that's a sex act. It is indeed. <laughs> that's Will Riker's favourite one. Next, cliff diver. Figure skating? Uh-uh. Sex act. Fuck. Finally. And this made me uh, start talking Climax? about oh. grand designs. <laughs> Which we all know gets every girl wet. <laughs> um... Cantilever. Cantilever. Figure Which, skating. Yeah, you're yeah. correct. But if anybody wants to know, cantilever is when they build a certain, they build a house <laughs> in a certain way so that it, the top floor juts out over the bottom yeah. floor and it makes the house look like it's floating. <clears throat> Which is pretty fucking cool, to be fair. <laughs> and I know 
Warren. <laughs> if no one else got off on that, Warren got Some, off on Someone that. appreciated that. <laughs> yeah. that there's, um, look, guys, we're getting old, okay? you got to expect the middle-aged references from time to time. Yeah, Grand Designs is fucking awesome. Plus, I basically live in my entire life middle-aged these days, so... <laughs> these <cares>? days? <laughs> right, you got six out of ten. That's better than I thought I'd do, to be fair. I beat you. You're the resident pervert, and I beat you on a sex cracks, quiz. Cracks are starting to show in that claim, aren't they, Reg? <laughs> <laughs> How much longer are you going to be papering them over? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Coming, <laughs> coming on the next Tajiggy of today. <laughs> <laughs> the the reboot of Sex Ed, <laughs> my game show where we prove Rooney is our favourite. Yeah, because so far, I mean, I didn't even have to try on that one. You're like, yeah, I got eight out of ten. Oh, I know my sex positions and, and my figure skating. That's because I suck so badly at cheese or service station. <laughs> I felt the need to brag about getting. How many How many of these quizzes have you done since last week to try and to find one that you did well on? Oh no, this was the only one. Uh-huh. I, I don't find the quizzes. This I just imagine you sat there on BuzzFeed just doing quiz after quiz after quiz until you got 8 out of 10. No, I just wait for my friend to be like, we've got two minutes to spare. We want to do a quiz. And I'm like, yeah, can I yes, steal I it do. for magic? Yeah, <laughs> provided I can steal it for content, I'll do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> and on that note, let me tell you what I did on Friday night. <laughs> I don't know, but those pictures you posted, Poppy was looking pretty knackered. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently... If you eat pizza and watch Love on the Spectrum, it is a banging Friday night, let me tell you. The fuck is Love on the Spectrum? It's where they get... I'd never Is this just like a fly-on-the-wall thing of your love life? <laughs> yeah. Because I'll be uh, totally honest, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I've been watching that from the sidelines for like 20-odd fucking years. <laughs> you would love this fucking program. Oh, God. One autistic dude, I can't remember his name, they go to a renaissance fair and he gets all dressed up and he looks like Vampire the Rooney. Oh, these are my people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he meets the he meets the autistic woman who's all dressed up like a like a like a not uh, I don't know, like kind of like half princess, half possible wench. Oh my. Uh but yeah, uh, Love on the Spectrum. It's on Netflix, people. Watch well, of it. course it is. It is. Awesome. I knew it was either gonna be Netflix or Channel Four. <laughs> they put there they send autistic people that have never been in love or been on a date, they match them up and send them on dates. What was that? And then put um, cameras in their faces. So I'm, I'm not sure really how nice the program this is. What was that uh the the program they did where like on dateables? Yeah. Editing Rooney here. And it wasn't the undateables, it was first dates. Um, a friend of ours was on yeah. there. Lou was on there. Two of my friends have been on there. Oh, okay. Lou. Uh, hi, Lou. Don't know if you're hi, still Lou. listening, buddy. Um, he was on there. Yeah. Uh, his episode is brilliant. I haven't seen it. I went, like, literally, I waited and waited and waited, and then I went on holiday the week they aired. I didn't see it when it aired, but there was a, there was a clip doing the rounds in all the social groups, and that's when I watched it. Oh, I can only imagine. Because it was literally just a clip of his section of the show. I can only imagine Lou was just fucking gold. <laughs> yeah. Lou was Lou, turned up to 11. It was brilliant. Oh, I love you, Lou. Um, the other friend of mine was uh, a guy from Halo Cosplay UK. Oh, okay. Back when we were we were still a very active group. And, you know, they did a little bit at the beginning where they introduced themselves yeah. and they, they they stand there and have a chat. He rocked up in full ODST armor <laughs> and awesome. was like, yeah, so I'm a cosplayer. This is my orbital drop shock trooper. Cosplay. And I was like, oh, my God. 
mad because that would absolutely have been me. Yeah. Rocking I'm... up in my Spartan going, yeah, I'm looking to find love. Would you have gone as a Spartan or would you have gone as you dressed in that self-portrait down there as a vampire? Oh, uh, back then it would have been my Spartan. Yeah. If you had to go on there today, you'd go on as Vampire Laroon. Right? Oh, absolutely. I'd go on in a touching t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only here the for marketing. Says, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or fuck whoever you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Or not, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. You do you. A shout out to the asexuals of the world. Um, Aces. Right. London mayor- mayoral. 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 <laughs> I'm mayoral. <laughs> if you play the cards right. <laughs> just, just no. It's like, it, look, right, think of it as my birthday. Because I only get a blowjob. On my birthday, which okay. is in May. Mayoral. Okay. <laughs> London. Mayoral. Candidate claims aliens have been here for a long time. Wow. Khan is really struggling. Yeah, it's not Khan. <laughs> I thought it was Khan. That's why I clicked on it. I would love that. Yeah, the ULES was inspired by my alien friends. Shyam Batra is standing as an independent candidate in the capital and previously said aliens are blended into our communities without us knowing mm. and live way longer. A mayoral candidate claims he believes <coughs> aliens have been here for a long time. Cheyenne Batra, who's standing... Oh, my God, it's the same thing. I should have probably read this. Yeah. The wannabe politician who styles himself as the ambassador for hope posted on social media that they live way longer, writing on Facebook last year. He posted, I've said all along, aliens have been here for a long time. That uh, They're also blending into our communities without us knowing and live way longer. The property and finance broker, 62, from Uxbridge, northwest London, has described himself as a self-proclaimed, no-nonsense, common-sense man. I mean... Surely those two are kind of <laughs> mutually, mutually exclusive. exclusive. Yeah, aliens are here. They've been here for a long time. But also, I'm a down-to-earth, no-nonsense kind of bloke. You're like, what? Uh, for an Asian, the self-proclaimed no-nonsense common-sense man makes him sound a lot like a gammon. Sounds very right? gammony, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Coming over here. Coming down to our planet, taking our jobs. Yeah, fucking ruining our culture with their alien ways. Yeah, fucking alien ways. You know, our, Earth cult- earthlings. our culture that was built on, like, you know, stealing shit from stealing all the other shit, cultures. Everybody yeah. else, including mine. Now they're doing it to us, and it's not fair. <laughs> Do you think there could be any truth to the fact that aliens have been here for a long time and have kind of become part of our communities without us knowing? If you'd asked me this two weeks ago, yeah. I'd have probably just said no and laughed in your face. Wow, what has changed in the last two weeks? Is it because you've had to deal with all these I've had to deal with all these fucking idiots on Facebook, <laughs> and they're definitely aliens. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I am finally reading The Secret Cypher of the Euphonauts. Oh, you really? Can I, can I read that? Yeah, I, I was going to say, when yeah. I finished with it, I'll give it to you to read. We should do an entire Synchronicities episode. It's a very very small book. Oh, right. maybe do half a Synchronicities yeah. episode on it. Um, <laughs> so I've started reading that and a, and a bunch of other much, much older texts, which completely, I mean, this is a red string moment. <clears throat> I've been reading a lot about the uh, Rosicrucians and uh, other secret societies. Do you know Richard Ashcroft's dad or slash stepdad? I can't remember which one. He was a Rosa Crucian. Rosa Crucian, was he? Yeah, and that's why... Oh, wow. And Richard Ashcroft picked up a lot of it. That's why he was so kind of 
out there and transcendental uh, and spiritual and then first two albums actually oh the first album and then the second album he, he had his heart broken he was like depressed actually yeah, i'm depressed <laughs> i want to make some money yeah um no that was the third album that was the, the third second album. one he was depressed and doing way too many drugs <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it all went it, and the album's fantastic but everything around his personal it, life was pretty shit bad, yeah uh, the third album was when they decided to make money but that first album a lot of it is very kind of i've got to go back and listen to that now yeah it'll... now that I've, i can reframe it all yeah, a lot of it is based on like rosen rosen beliefs so i'm fascinated tell me yeah more. it all links back to that they've managed to tie basically like ufos into rosicrucians and the 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 kentucky cave goblins as we know from helio and all of that and i'm just kind of like it may be because my head is in this particular space right now and i've been reading a lot of things about you know the what do they call them the 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 high great high chiefs or something okay um the white order and all that sort of thing and i'm like maybe i've gone a little bit too deep down this rabbit hole yeah you're turning to rabbit hole rooney (laughs) <laughs> i'm following your white tail yeah. down the rabbit hole reggie follow me follow, um, me, follow me. <laughs> um yeah and i'm like okay i mean the more i read about it the more the more plausible it is that aliens may actually have been here a long time okay i'm not saying we interact with them on a day-to-day basis this isn't no. like v or Lizard them people. um yeah but I would not be surprised to discover, you know, that there, there's a, there's a colony of of aliens living ha- or have been living here, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I could believe that. Okay. What about? Um... Sorry if I've just completely derailed your thread for this section of the pod. Not at all. <laughs> I, not at all. I was I was prepared for you to go either way. <laughs> so we're all good. Um, have you ever read Chariots of the Gods? Cause I that's, don't think I have, no. Because along with, well, Secret Cipher of the Euphonauts is a massive book in the world of Helia. Yeah. But Chariots of the Gods is basically what Ancient Aliens is built on. Uh, so I kind of want to read that book as well. But uh, okay. um, if they're here and have blended in, why do you think they're here? Refugees. They're refugees. They're I don't, not I don't wanna to... I don't wanna trigger anybody, gammons. Um <laughs> gammons and conservatives all like fucking you coming to my fucking planet. Um but yeah, no, that that would be that would be my best guess is either they're either criminals on mm. the run or you know, hiding from something. Uh perhaps like they're a deposed king, uh hiding from another king who wants to take over their planet slash country. I don't oh, know. Okay. Um <laughs> possibly an outlaw like king? an outlaw king yeah wow. i don't know where i plucked that idea like, from yeah. but um do you think they could be a sleeper cell just waiting to kick in when humanity finally tries destroying itself once and for all because probably we've been not. trying for centuries <laughs> <laughs> probably not i think if they had the ability to do that they'd have done that before now and just gone look you motherfuckers are liabilities yeah and just stepped out and introduced a xeroth law to take over do you think that some of these aliens that are living among us could have risen to like you know leadership positions to try and further their own agenda possibly quite possibly i'm if you were going to pose as a as a if if you were an alien trying to pose as a human in a leadership position would you pretend to be a labrador because i mean i wouldn't i'd pretend to be rodent rat yeah i'd pretend Uh, you know what i'm saying yeah um boris was too dumb to be a fucking alien um but yeah, no. Yeah, unless he was reverse me. psychology, unless he was living among us, but didn't want to see us. like he, he was smarter than us or anything else. So he just played the fool. So we all, none of us thought he was a threat. Oh. Because people do that, you know. They do. Hi, my name's Idiot Reggie. 
<laughs> I am absolutely not a wolf in sheep's clothing. No, he's really not. He's, he is a liability. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> if, if, if I had to if I had to ascribe one label to him, it would be liability. <laughs> in in it, it changes the type of liability he is depending yeah. on the situation and what stage of life he is in. But absolutely a fucking liability. What kind of liability am I now? A podcasting one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and one who's getting further and further away from his microphone again. Sorry. <laughs> Let me move my chair if, if you can't feel your breath when you talk, okay. you're too far away. Okay. <laughs> I will try. Whoa! Whoa! Breath in the face. I should have brushed my teeth. Yeah. Um, That's the one thing I did do before I come. <laughs> Um, As you can tell, I turned up in the hat because my hair is dirty. Oh, is it? <laughs> um, oh, crap, I forgot. My yeah, yeah, you can rouse yourself there, down, mate. I, yeah. In other out-of-this-world news, astronomers may be one step closer to proving aliens exist after discovering 85 possible planets outside of our solar system which could potentially sustain life. Out of the 85 exoplanets, planets that orbit, orbit stars other than, than the sun, <clears throat> put my teeth in 60 are brand new discoveries with temperatures closer to those in our own solar system the university of warwick's professor daniel bayliss said it's very exciting to find these planets and to know that many of them may be in the right temperatures zone to sustain life the new study was an international collaboration led by a phd researcher faith hawthorne at the university of warwick faith said the space satellite takes brightness from these stars and looks at how the planets passing in front of them uh, cause the brightness to dip. We can look for that and find planets in this way. I hope from my research we'll not only be able to learn about all the types of planets that are really out there in the Milky Way, but we'll also be able to learn something about how our own solar system came to be, why Earth itself is so special. And it would also be nice for humanity to take a field trip one day to an exoplanet. This is incredible. Why do you think it isn't bigger news? Um, a lot of people don't care. Why? Well, you know, like we said earlier, the world at the moment is a bit shit. Yeah. Um, and people, by I think by design, are so focused on their immediate issues in front of them, getting food on the table, keeping the car running, keeping the family, you know, keeping the house heated, shit like that, that... Stuff like this, it's just like, yeah, that's great, but how is that going to help me pay my gas bill? I have another theory. I have the, the theory that, like, you know, there are probably, like, five people in the world that control all the media because they own all of the media. Mm. And it's in their vested interest to keep the general population scared and fearful about stuff like, you know, refugees. <laughs> the shit we hear in the news every day. Um, so... News like this doesn't really, doesn't really further their cause, does it? No. It doesn't help them to keep us scared. It actually just fills people with wonder, which is why you have to go like w- like into the deepest, darkest recesses of media. Or you have to, to go find to specific news. like science yeah. news websites to find out stuff like this. But I tell you what, like if they put this on the news, it would be fantastic. It Much would be rather fantastic, than like but... two more people were stabbed to death. Two more teenagers have been stabbed to death or this is going to happen. <laughs> people, finance people think that the world's going to crash in the next year or like, you know. <laughs> There's all those fucking millennials sitting there crossing our fingers yeah. like, come on, crash you bastard. <laughs> I can finally buy a house. Um, <coughs> yeah, I could just, 
it baffles me that news like this is actual this is news. actual like this is this is news that could be huge for humanity as yeah, a whole yeah this is what i mean yeah and it's and it's nowhere to be seen nope. it baffles they me yeah, they don't care uh is there a chance that one of these planets has a human like alien species so I mean, now we've 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 <laughs> now we found planets that life could be on. Well, no, now we've dipped our toes into like you know the secret cipher of the Euphonauts. <laughs> we know all about this. And Rosicrucians. <laughs> are some of these planets where they possibly came from? Because yeah. I can't imagine that they're exactly human like us. They could no. be human like, but on a different planet, obviously evolution has led them to a different place a different, they might yeah, have claws yeah. they might like you know have infrared sight or they might have something that helps them survive there environment but human-like enough that they could probably come here human-like and... that we could have sex with them oh you you and your fucking twilight fantasies again no, uh, no this is this is this is this harks back to my my childhood my formative years <laughs> when i watched captain kirk fucking his way across the universe yeah <laughs> and i'm just like well if that's what aliens look like, I'm going to go find them. I'm going to put my dick in them. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't count as cheating if they're aliens. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Before anyone throws that, you're engaged, bullshit at me. I've got hoes in different area codes. <laughs> and it's a really different area code if I'm in a completely different galactic system. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't chase them. They come to me. I they don't come have a to me. I'm exotic <laughs> and... I'm like an Asian girl to them. They believe I'm a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I just bite their necks a little bit during sex. and <laughs> All vampires cry after sex. Yeah. It's just what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Three minutes? Oh, mate, you're privileged. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ladies, I am that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember reading something once, an article uh, by like uh, scientists. I think I think I put one early on in Tajik about how aliens wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't be, be able to fuck them. Yeah, and they w- they probably wouldn't be humanoid. In mm. fact, a lot of scientists at the time, I mean, this is going back at least a decade, probably more now. Um, they they agreed that the most likely form of life we're going to encounter above like microbial, yeah. bacterial, that sort of size, would effectively be an isopod. Yeah. Like a giant slug or something. Yeah, or like gaseous. I've read yeah. somewhere as well. But in a, from the perspective of it's possible they're here, it's mm. possible they're amongst us, like the Rosicrucians were right. Is it possible that there's another planet that could sustain human-like life? And maybe that's the planet that birthed human human life on Earth. Uh, I mean, yeah. From what we know, yeah. why not? There are loads of theories that like that posit that we that uh, life on Earth didn't evolve here naturally; that it was seeded either on purpose or yeah. by accident. Um, yeah, um, there there are, there are theories that it wasn't. Um, I think you're jiggling my microphone again with your foot. I'm not. I'm not near it. No, yeah, that foot. It's you this time. Bitch. Me this time. Even though um, I'm not making contact with anything. <laughs> <laughs> there are theories out there that it wasn't like a meteor shower that destroyed the dinosaurs it was actually nuclear war oh from the stars oh i was gonna say well like dinosaurs <laughs> with nuclear missiles <laughs> yeah did you see, not... I, there's a cartoon like that yeah i was it as a kid <laughs> dinosaurs <laughs> and cadillacs yeah. as, a, <laughs> as a kid i thought that cartoon was actually a documentary I, for years i believe <laughs> <laughs> clearly some people still do <laughs> i believe that we used to ride dinosaurs and they had guns strapped to them oh yeah riding a dinosaur <laughs> i see how it be come oh. here sexy stratotops <sighs> 
you should have had an orgasm before we started <laughs> recording today. <laughs> Hands up if you'd fuck a dinosaur. <laughs> Only a T-Rex, because they got the short arms <laughs> and they can't. Rawr, 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 T-Rex! The short arms, they can't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't be able to finish you off on their face, though, either. <laughs> <laughs> you'd get it on their chin at best. <laughs> <laughs> and they are definitely not blowing me. <laughs> oh, God. Um, do you think Earthlings could ever travel as far as one of these planets for a field trip? Do you think science will ever allow us to be able to just, you know, I'm just going to pop to an exoplanet? Well, when we build our own hyperspace rings, absolutely. I mean, assuming, obviously, we don't blast ourselves back to the Stone Age before then. Yeah. Or uh, cause our planet to become uninhabitable to human life. Yeah, why not? Which is... Which do you That's think the most likely. is more possible? Like, we will destroy this planet or we will find a way to colonize other planets? Because right now, I think we, we are dead set on destroying this planet. Oh, God, I'll be surprised if 100 years from now there's any, there's, you know, society as we know it exists. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's one of them. Either the, the planet will become uninhabitable or we will do something stupid like uh, there'll be a dick measuring contest between superpowers and we'll all get nuked. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, that's a happy note to end on. Um, I found another article this morning. It was the headline was great, and some of the sentiments inside <laughs> it were quite interesting. But the actual article was boring as shit, oh, okay. which is why I didn't bring it. But there's a psychic. <laughs> but we're going to discuss it anyway. <laughs> we're going to in broad strokes about me boring you to death with the actual article. There's this psychic in Germany that believes we're going to have another pandemic worse than COVID mm. towards the end of the year because humanity's karma is at an all-time low and we've basically brought it on ourselves. And I feel like if I'd pulled out article today, it would have really... Kind of, we could have right segued in, straight it? Yeah. into it from what we've been talking about. <sighs> I know you don't believe in psychics, <laughs> yeah. but... I'm trying to think of a phrase that... I'm trying to think of something to say that isn't just a very long-winded of saying... That's bollocks. <laughs> I've taught you something about podcasting over the years. Because like 18 months ago, you would have gone, bullshit, what's next? Bullshit, what's next? And I would have been like, well, we've just lost 10 minutes of content now. <laughs> I don't I don't hold much truck with that sort of uh, psychics in general. I don't believe in psychics, but the theory that we all have our own individual karma, but humanity as a whole has a karma. And humanity's karma right now is terrible. No, see, I think I that doesn't fit the idea of karma because the idea of karma is you do good things, good things will happen. Yeah. If I spend my life doing good things, good things should happen to me. The karmic balance of the human race as a whole, if humanity gets fucked because there's only a handful of humans doing good things, then the bad things that happen to humanity as a whole happen to me as well who's only doing good things completely shafting the entire concept of karma unless we get raptured well this guy's saying that like the death toll is gonna make covid the death toll is catastrophic you must contact me <laughs> it's a trap <laughs> send no messages of any kind it's an older code sir <laughs> but it still checks out um no, no, like, no more Star Wars. <laughs> this guy is suggesting that the, the death toll is going to make COVID look like a walk in the park. Wait, but does that, that mean I'll be able to buy a house? Yeah. Woo! But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to die. If you're only doing good stuff, all the scumbags around you that oh, have true, true. humanity's uh, karma to be uh, like, to you To be know, fair, another bomb. lockdown would be really good because 
Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed Lockdown. Although I've started getting laid recently, and uh, I, I'm not sure. I want bubbles, to mate, bubbles. Listen, okay, it's okay. You're allowed to have a bubble with a third degree in the house of Aquarius as long as the day ends in a Y but doesn't start with an S. Okay, so on a weekday, I can still go get laid, but the weekends, I just have to start. Yeah, uh, and you... you... <laughs> As long as you keep a window open in the house, at least 4.7 centimetres at all times, within a six metre radius of any and all humans in the building. Oh, that's cool, because there's a window right next to a bed that we open when we want to smoke after sex. There so, we go. You're yeah. fine, mate. Awesome. <laughs> and, and and for anyone outside of the UK who isn't getting a reference, that was literally <laughs> yeah. what the fucking lockdown rules were like for the latter part of COVID. And we were supposed to make sense of that bullshit. Bring on another lockdown. Bring on <laughs> another lockdown. Fully work from home, motherfuckers. Oh, like in my new job again, I can't work from home. I have oh, to you're going to die. Building, yeah. I'll say something nice at the funeral. <laughs> by which I mean I'll play excerpts of uh, the worst excerpts of Reggie from this podcast at your funeral. That's what I want. No funeral music. It's just going to be like 45 <laughs> minutes of you saying the most heinous and embarrassing things. <laughs> like, that would be the perfect send-off for me, I feel. <laughs> like, you've just blown my mind. That is my new funeral plans. It's I mean, it'll take off. a little while for me to pull it all together. Yeah. Um, but I'll have plenty of time because we'll be in lockdown. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> And there'll be have zero flowers at my funeral. No flowers at the funeral. Because <laughs> I don't want any of my friends getting bankrupt and having to sell stuff on <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> to pay for funeral <laughs> to flowers. To pay for flowers. <laughs> <laughs> just do so, it in the spring and you just have daffodils. <laughs> that everyone will just nick from the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> daffodils are my favourite plant people. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or just loads of uh, Venus flytraps. Loads of Venus Because they've, they've got a Serbic personality like me too. <laughs> yeah, they're really toxic and fragile too. Yeah. <laughs> so we watched a film this we week. We watched a film this week. Um, Which at some point became our unofficial intro to part two of the podcast. Yeah. I don't know how, but... Probably because we we keep getting ourselves into uh, situations where we have no sensible way out. Yeah. And that's just a little lifeline. Anyway, we watched a film. (laughs) We've read a book. (laughs) We We did something sensible. We did something other than this heinous bullshit. (laughs) So, do you want to, since it was your choice, do you want to tell the people what we watched? I. As I explained to Rune last week, was desperate to indulge some of my like love of history, and I was really looking for a World War Two film that was less than two hours. Yes. Oh, sorry, less than two and a half hours. Yes. Couldn't find one, so instead I went for Outlaw King, which is currently streaming on Netflix. Yes. And is about the life of Robert the Bruce. It is indeed. It's also like just over two hours long. Two hours long. <laughs> I know. Because as soon as that came up, I was like, "Does anybody make films less than two hours long anymore?" I didn't. I didn't really feel like this was a two-hour film. This is one of those films where, and I'm sure you're going to disagree with me. Don't worry, I'm prepared for it. <laughs> but for me, I didn't feel like I was watching a two-hour film. Like I didn't at any point stop and be like, "How much longer?" Is there to go I, in this I film? did stop at one point in the film to go downstairs and sort out my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't love the film, but okay, um, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I I didn't expect you to. I, I as I was leaving, I said to my my mum, "Rooney's probably going to shit all over this film." I really I like. Don't, I'm not going <laughs> to shit all over it. But it's fine because he's made me watch some shit in the past few years. 
<laughs> yeah, shit. I should have done like you did with Starship Troopers. Yeah. That that fake veneer, that brittle <laughs> smile you put over your scathing responses. That was only a like episode five. I've got so much better at pretending. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. You would can't even distinguish the real positive Reggie from the fake positive Reggie anymore. It's like I said the other day, the lines are blurred. Yeah. It's like a Robin Thick music video. Yeah, it's a coming next week, spirited away. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> so, uh, I have some trivia. Not a great okay. deal because this is a Netflix film and nobody does trivia for Netflix no. films. I couldn't even get a body count. <laughs> Lots. Lots, I think, is a safe bet. Yeah. yeah. But Hundreds. yeah, I, I tried, I, did, I really did try to get one, but it was basically I would have to go back and rewatch the film and count it every uh, time yeah. somebody died. I think, and... I think it's just impossible to get an accurate body count for this film i think it's because it's not it's not big enough a lot of the films that you find body counts for especially easily are are cult films oh popular films films, and people will sit there and watch and tick off every time someone dies plus they don't have like super brutal visceral battle Battle scenes scenes, where the camera will swing past and you'll see like three people die yeah but you don't get enough time to really realize there's three people dying in the background we'll talk about that camera work a bit later Uh oh um so trivia, it was released on the 9th of November, 2018. Yeah. Direct to Netflix, because as we said, it's a Netflix special. Although I didn't encounter this film until we were in lockdown, actually. Really? I didn't even know it existed. I thought it was, I'd we heard of it before, lockdown. but I thought it was a much newer film. I was expecting to see 2021, 22. I thought it came out in 2020. So huh. I just obviously hadn't seen it on Netflix before yeah. that. I actually assumed until you just said that, that it got a smaller release somewhere else and then Netflix just started distributing it. Uh, no, it's a Netflix original, apparently. Oh, interesting. Maybe uh, they just released it everywhere else in the world first. Yeah, that would not surprise yeah. me. Uh, yeah, they didn't want to release it here because we actually know what Scottish accents sound like. Um, <laughs> had a budget of 120 million US dollars. Can't give you a box office figure, box office figure because uh, Netflix. 120, I think, is, is quite cheap. For a Netflix, film. I don't know. No, for a Netflix no, no, film, no, no, that's no. about average. No, no, yeah, no. It's it's cheap for a Netflix film. They're normally around two hundred, because <laughs> Netflix at one point had all the fucking money. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like more recent ones where yeah. they're like, oh, actually, uh, there's other streaming services these days. Yeah. <laughs> but like when you consider the sheer amount of extras, they it was filmed in Scotland, mate. Yeah. <laughs> right, moving on. The filming budget was about fifty quid and two bottles of Iron Brew. <laughs> Um, <laughs> directed by David McKenzie. I'd like to give some notable film, other films that he's directed, but there really ain't any. And they're not. Not really. I looked it up, and I'm like, I don't recognise any of these. Most of them are small, independent uh, films. Uh-huh, okay. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't recognise any of these. How does a man go from making small, independent films to having a 120 million pound Netflix budget without actually proving himself with a large budget? I don't know, but David, reach out to us because I would like 120 million budget for this podcast. Um, (laughs) Not just, not like per episode or even per year, just for the whole fucking run. Yeah, we could podcast from a different country every single week. We absolutely could. Or Uh, or a different castle every week. Different castle every week. Uh, Starring Chris Pine, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Florence Pugh, Billy Howell, Sam Spruill, Tony Curran, Callan Mulvey, James Cosmo, and Stephen Delane. Mm. Um. And there's some names in there I could actually pronounce. It's yeah, brilliant, isn't it? Uh, the first nine minutes of the film is one continuous choreographed tracking shot. 
beginning with a close-up on a candle flame to oaths of fealty to a duel and finishing with the firing of a trebuchet, trebuchet on a castle. I'm glad you, you, you pronounced that word before me because I've got it in my trebuchet, notes. Trebuchet, it's one of my favourite words. I love it. but <laughs> And I knew that's what it was called, but in order to not look like an idiot on a podcast, I looked, <laughs> I looked it up to make sure I was right. And then I was like, I don't know how to pronounce this word. I will just do my best. <laughs> Yeah, that whole nine minutes, whole opening nine minutes is just one continuous shot, which is awesome. Yeah, it like for an opening of a film that sold it to me. Like the first time I watched it, I watched that. I didn't realize it was actually one shot. I mm. thought they might have done some clever editing. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm just like, that is fucking brilliant. That the way it's really, choreographed, especially like the, the the different changes yeah. in the the setting and the and the the, the tone of the scene. Like it changes so much to get it all in one continuous shot is really it's I, really good. And I really suspected that the trebuchet shot scene mm. was actually green screen. I think the actual the trebuchet, the trebuchet and all that was green screen, but, but the castle in the background was real. Uh, I don't think so. No, no, I think that was that was probably like a. Well, I was going to say it was a matte painting, but it wouldn't be a matte painting because no. it's not 1984. So they just so they built that set. Yeah. Let's figure out the logistics here. They built the entire set so they could move the camera wherever they wanted. Yeah. And it still looked great. And then they had a big green screen in the background and that covered up what was actually on the horizon. Outside one of the exits of the tent, there was a massive... Massive wow. green screen. Just think of the logistics. Yeah. To get that all in one single shot. And the thing is, it's not like it's a bunch of shots of people walking around and talking. You've got a full-on high-speed duel that takes yeah. place there. Yeah. And it's like, to get all of that in one shot, that's, that's pretty... It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and that's at least half of one of the points I gave it was because of that. Uh, following a screening of the film at the Toronto International Film Festival, director David McKenzie decided to cut 20 minutes from the film. Among the scenes cut was a battle set, a battle scene set against a backdrop of a waterfall, an eight-minute chase sequence, and an encounter between Robert the Bruce and William Wallace in the woods. Huh. Yeah. I, do you know what? Like, I think it has... Just the right amount of battle scenes. Mm. I think any more, and it would have been overkill. Come a bit, a little bit top heavy. Yeah. Plus that last, that very last battle scene wouldn't hit as hard if you yeah. there was loads more. There's quite a long while between the one at night in the woods and then that final. And then that, one. yeah. So that's great. I don't think he ever needs to meet <coughs> William Wallace. Wallace. No. William Wallace just being this background character, almost myth. Just Actually, go and watch Braveheart. <laughs> I've got, I've got a note about that, so we'll get back to that later. But that really works for this film. I, I, I have seen no reason why he should actually be in it. He should just be this overarching kind of myth in the background. The original cut of this film, even before it got to the film festival, was four hours long. Oh, yeah. That's where the 120 million was spent then. Exactly. Shooting a four-hour film. What was the other thing he cut out? Uh, I... A chase scene. Okay. Uh, just a, just as an eight, eight minute, minute chase. chase sequence. Yeah, I don't think we needed that. I think that would have slowed down a film yeah. that was mid-paced at best. It was mid-paced already, yeah. yeah. You couldn't afford to slow it down yeah. anymore. Uh, the Prince of Wales is depicted in this movie. He was the first to ever hold this title. His father, Edward I, had conquered Wales, which had a policy that no one born outside the principality could rule. Edward, therefore, transported his heavily pregnant wife to Caernarfon, Castle. Carnarfon. That Carnarfon. one, yeah. Carnarfon. 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 Um, <laughs> castle, which he'd built to keep the Welsh in check, so that her son, Edward, was born in Wales. 
King, Ed King Edward then promptly declared his son Prince of Wales, thereby stealing the crown of Wales and sealing the principality's subjugation to the English crown. The heir to the UK crown holds the title to this day. Yeah, I actually knew that. I saw that in a documentary a couple of months ago. I, I had a feeling you'd already know that. Yeah, but um, it's crazy, right? Because we were only talking about this the other week when we were making fun of gammons. Yeah, and how them using their their belief system is <laughs> that like all of the actual British people had to fl flee to Scotland and Wales. Yeah, because of the Vikings, because of the Romans, because of other people that came in, which. And, you know, the native English people that were kind of pricks. Yeah. Um, Nothing's changed there. So, yeah, they did have to actually go to Wales. find They they built a range of castles in Wales to try and subjugate yeah. them. <laughs> and then they were like, this isn't working. We need, a, like, a monarch let's in Wales. Just, let's <laughs> actually take over. It's crazy. But another thing on that opening scene as well, it tells you everything you need to know about the prince of wales yes he's insecure he is scared of robert but yep. won't admit it robert was always better than him he <laughs> tries to duel him and doesn't win and then he goes in and one of my most favorite lines in this <laughs> entire film is when the king says to him what are you doing he's, he's like because oh, you just don't like me very much <laughs> and i'm like wow wow okay <laughs> but he is a prick Oh, absolutely. Yeah, an absolute prick, the Prince of Wales. Uh, Robert's father uh, and Edward I did in fact fight in the ninth and final crusade. During this time, Edward was almost killed in an assassination attempt. The crusade was generally a success for the English and allied forces, but conflicts at home forced Edward to leave the campaign, at which time the crusade spirit had mostly died off. I love this. I love... Uh, I, I've read quite a few books about the, uh, the crusades in the Holy Land. I just love it when... Like we did it. What was that film we watched? It was about four hours long. That you bought. The other fucking where they go with the Crusades. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but we got historical then, and now oh, we're getting... uh, oh, yeah, Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah, that's the one. And now, like, we get to merge like <laughs> two things I love: history and touching in one. You start busting out historical facts. And yeah, I love it. a lot Absolutely of the facts related to this film are yeah. historical facts that they reference. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> uh, scenes for the film were shot in Dunfermline Abbey. The final resting place of King Robert the Bruce. Oh, that's which awesome. Is a nice sort of yeah. like completing the circle there. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Pine quit the untitled Star Trek Beyond sequel in favour of making this film, which yeah. is a good shout because the, all of those new Trek films were rubbish. Um, at the beginning, I'm allowed to say that I've been a Star Trek fan since I was a child. Don't at me. At the beginning <laughs> sequence. <laughs> For balance, I saw that first Star Trek reboot. I yeah, but you're not it. a Star Trek fan. I'm just offering balance. Balance. Perfectly balanced as all things should be. I'm not going to throw you off a cliff to claim the soul stone. <laughs> At the beginning sequence during the Siege of Stirling, the Scottish barons say that the castle did offer to surrender, but King Edward refused in order to test his new trebuchet. The trebuchet did in fact exist. It was named the Warwolf or Loup de Guerre, and as mentioned in the film, it took at least three months to build. When not assembled, the pieces would fill 30 carts, and the real King Edward did indeed refuse to accept the first surrender offer in order to test it. Uh, that's one of that's my other favourite line in that opening scene is when he's like, yeah, <laughs> "It took us three months to build. <laughs> I'm going to use I it. I want to use it." And then they fire, it and they're like, "Okay, now you can accept yeah. the surrender." <laughs> uh, James Cosmo previously starred in Braveheart, 1995, as one of William Wallace's trusted men. Braveheart is set around the same time period as this film, but depicts mostly events preceding it. I've got a note that just says, um, is this film an unofficial sequel? 
to yeah, Braveheart. It kind of picks up the story is, where like, Braveheart ends. Yeah. Yeah. There's like an overlap of a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously why they see uh, William Wallace's arm. Um, and then his head later. Yeah. And his head on the bridge. Uh, Stephen Delane's character, Edward I, was nicknamed Longshanks. Thanks, uh, Shanks being a term for legs, in reference to his unusual height of six foot two inches. Ooh. Edward here, however, is noticeably no taller than his co-stars. No. So I love the fact that had we been around in whatever ungodly year this was, the 14th century, we would have been freakishly tall. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah that blows my mind. Yeah. I know people have been gradually getting taller and, and generally bigger over the years, is but that... the fact that someone who was the same height as us was had had a nickname based on that fact. Why do you think that has happened? Do you think that's just evolution? I think it's it's due to the changes in diet and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Before, like, you know, your, your average peasant, even yeah. your average royalty and, and nobles didn't eat particularly well. No. They may have, you know, the royals and, and the nobles ate a lot, but not necessarily the right things. Yeah. These days, you know, when we're young, we get fed food. We have our vitamins and our minerals. We get our calcium and stuff so our bodies can grow more. Oh, okay. So the food we ate as children acts like a grow bag. Yeah, basically. Oh, I think it's also a, a, a selective a selective breeding thing like you do with dogs. Because, uh, I mean, how many, how many times, how many memes have we seen referencing the fact that women don't like to sleep with short men? Yes, yeah, that's, that's true. So, you know, tall jeans, tall jeans, big dick. Finally, we found something I've got going for me. <laughs> hey, Longshanks! Mugdock <laughs> um, Park near Glasgow was used as the Battle of Loudon Hill. During the scenes filmed there, the ground became increasingly muddy. With the scenes already bloody, this led assistant director Danny McGrath to repeat after each take, there will be mud, there will be blood. <laughs> uh, James Douglas became known as the Black for his fierceness. Yeah. The clan of Douglas would gain enormous power in Scotland and was seen as a threat to the country's stability in the years after James's rule over the clan. In 1440, the clan leadership was invited to a dinner, served a black bull's head, then summarily murdered. Thereafter, it became known as the Black Dinner. The events went on to inspire the Red Wedding in uh, George R.R. Yeah. Martin's fantasy series, A Song of Ice and Fire. Which was also portrayed in the HBO series based on the books. I was as soon as you started talking, I was like, "Huh, it's the Red Wedding." Yeah, and I know George R. R. Martin took so much from actual real world oh, history. Yeah, yeah. Like the majority of Game of Thrones is just the War of the Roses, right? Yeah, and so for him to then take this bit of Scottish stuff <laughs> and weave it in, weave just, that in there, it's brilliant. Uh, the close-up shot of a spider web before the Battle of Loudoun is significant because it alludes to a famous legend regarding Robert the Bruce's retreat to Ireland. The legend states that Bruce was indecisive about returning to Scotland to rally armies and fight. While watching a spider attempt to swing across a doorway in its attempt to build a web, Bruce decided if the spider could complete the swing, he would return to Scotland and fight. The spider was successful, and so was the King of Scots. I actually thought it was, it was a metaphor for the battle itself because they set a trap. Yeah, which and is he what does a, reference a spider. Which is what the a whole the, the whole spider theme yeah. is a, a, a very casual nod to yeah. one of one of the many legends now surrounding Robert Bruce. I didn't know that. That's awesome. But I yeah. didn't know most of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was like the spider web. It was like, oh, they've set a trap. And yeah. the reason they win that battle is because it's they, because set, they a set a trap. It's genius. But yeah. Yeah, well, That's that was fantastic. the end of my trivia. I oh, thought okay, I had another cool. note, but apparently I don't. I just have an empty bullet point, which <laughs> is where the body, body count, count was going to yeah. go. Yeah, uh, Body count for this film. 
a thousand, possibly. Around it. <laughs> it's four figures. Yeah. Um, this film is based on historical events, and that made me happy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I as soon as I when I you first said what film it was, I was like, wait, isn't that isn't that like a gangster film? No. And I was like, isn't this like some ghetto G film? I'm like, oh, oh no. God, I'm really gonna struggle there are watching loads this. Of ghetto G films that I fucking adore and would never ever bring <laughs> within a mile of touching. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and then I actually got a chance to Google it and I was like, oh, no, okay, I can watch that. That's Ooh. fine. Whereas this one, I was like, the English should be in the English. <laughs> and they get their ass handed to them. Rudy's going to fucking Rudy's love it. fucking <laughs> love this. Um, we both love an info dump at the beginning of a film. Yes. And this one sets up the narrative perfectly. Yes. And I like the fact that it, it rounds it out at the end yeah, by giving you another, another little info dump yeah. on the key characters who don't get their own little makeup scene with their wife. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. That, is. Um, um, that bowl cut. The fuck is that all about? Um, some of the hairstyles <laughs> in this film are criminal. Right. What gets me is, okay, especially like in that first shot, you've got the king who's just, yeah, he's got yeah. king hair, whatever. Looks a bit like Warren, actually. Hey, Stannis Baratheon. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, fair enough. And then you He has see, got Warren hair, yeah. He's I got, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there's like a couple of hat. scenes where, like, there's, from certain angles, I'm yeah. like, mate, that looks like, he looks like a skinnier, like, because he's a very skinny man. Yeah. He looks like a skinny Warren, and I'm just like. Yeah, slightly shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, like, you've got Matey's fucking ridiculous bowl cut. Yeah. Um, the priests, mullets. we don't talk about them, and there's oh, some mullets. Yeah, the priests. The priests. Tonsured yeah. is the description for theirs. But then you get, like, to the Scottish lords, and all of them. Look like they should be in a metal band. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from Chris Pine, who looks like he's just stepped out of an 80s music video. He does, yeah. And it's just <laughs> like, I mean, come on, guys. Maybe he couldn't grow his hair like that or something. I don't know. But you've got all these Scottish people, and before they even open their mouths, you're like, they are Scottish as fuck. Oh, yeah. Look at them. Look at the hair and the beards. And then Chris Pine comes around, <laughs> and you're like, Oh, my God, you should be wearing a leather jacket with the sleeves rolled up down Miami Boulevard. I get festival vibes as they walk out that tent into the muddy fields. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the trebuchet the scene is epic mm. and shows 14th century warfare brilliantly. Yeah, I do want a trebuchet. Oh, I would love a trebuchet. You can buy, uh, like, six-foot-tall ones. Yeah. But you have, obviously have to build them yourself. And where the fuck would I use one here? I'd put it in my garden and I'd never be able to fire it. Well, whenever your neighbours start making noise during touching. <laughs> Just fucking trebuchet. Light the Greek fire! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one hell of a friendly duel. If either one of them was a second slower, then one of them would be dead. Was, there was nothing friendly about that duel. Well, not from the Prince of Wales. No. View, only from Robert's yeah, Bruce view. is kind of like, okay, well, oh, oh, wait, no, you're actually trying to disembowel yeah. me. Oh, we'll laugh and have fun, shall we? <laughs> yeah. um, right, this could be a controversial one. Oh, Lord. Chris Pine's Scottish accent isn't as bad as I feared it would be. I basically have the same note. Oh, really? Yeah. I, thought, I thought you were about to be, what? No. It is awful. It's 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 not bad. It's not great, but no, it's not as bad. Actual as... Scots may disagree with this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A bit like uh, uh, Dick Van Dyke's fucking English accent. Yeah. All the Americans thought it was awesome, and all our actual English people were like, "What the, the fuck, fuck is he doing?" Yeah. So maybe actual Scottish people were just like, "What the fuck is he doing?" <laughs> but to my He's ears, no rag cunt. That one. <laughs> <laughs> to my southern ears, it's a passable Scottish accent. Yeah, me, yeah, me too. I, I think, like, considering he is American, mm. <laughs> like. I'm English. I live 
a matter of miles away from Scotland. <laughs> Couldn't do a Scottish accent. Couldn't do a Scottish accent. No. I know someone that's half Scottish. She can't do a Scottish accent to save her life. So for Chris Pine to come and do a passable Scottish yeah. accent is fucking It's definitely better than Mel Gibson's. Yeah. In fucking Braveheart. Because oh, yeah. oh, his absolutely. was dreadful. Uh, I can't uh, tell you why, but I love the sound of the choir. And it's not just in this film. It's just any time there's a vocal... So any time they're in church yeah. and the choir's going. Yeah. Any time I hear like a vocal choir like that, <laughs> not just singing a song because they're all doing different harmonies. Yeah, it? yeah. Oh my God, it touches something deep in my soul. It and just I'm reminds just like, me of Halo. I just hear the Halo theme tune whenever they do that. Oh, I never played Halo. But <laughs> for me, it's like it, there's something ancient about it. Yeah. It, it touches me deep in my soul. Just like a priest would if you were a child. Um, God, Scotland looks so dreary. I mean, there are some shots in this that are, you know, Lord of the Rings quality. I've got some notes on that. But for those opening, like, ten minutes... Oh, yeah. It's just fucking dismal. (laughs) I don't think that's necessarily Scotland, though. It absolutely is Scotland. Don't (laughs) at me. When we get the scenes of them coming in and out of London... London, I know much better. No, you're right. It's it's that Netflix filter, isn't it? Yeah. They they put that right. It's old fashioned. We got it's it's the old days. But make everything look drab and grey and shit and slightly damp. But to be fair, if we were alive in the 14th century, I doubt we'd be looking around at things being like, "This is drab and grey." That's just it's how just it was. Our modern eyes are looking at it like this is drab and grey, right? This is true. Yeah. Uh, having a nap during your own wedding ceremony—that is genius. That is, yeah. I, mean, I, love I don't it. know if they were. I was like, wait, are they? Are they gonna like? Are they gonna start bumping uglies right there in the yeah, middle? Yeah. Oh no! Thank fuck for that. They're just what, having a nap. That's what, okay. What do they call it? Prima nocta. But they have to prove that. <laughs> yeah, they've, yeah, yeah. That's what that's I'm what like. I thought was going on. Um, <laughs> um, I fully respect the fact that Robert didn't force himself on his new wife on their wedding night, even not, after being blessed by the uh, blessed by the priest. No, I'm not sure that happened much in the 14th century. No, usually <laughs> they're. Oh. Yeah. I love the fact that like the priest is just like, come on, time for bed. You go yeah. go fuck your new wife, and then yeah. we're gonna come in your bedchamber, watch you both sit there awkwardly, sprinkle your holy water, and, and whisper some prayers, and then you got a bone. And then the fact that he actually didn't, you're kind of like, oh, yeah. that's oh, okay. <laughs> I, there's there's not much humour in this film whatsoever. No. But when he leaves almost straight away, and the bloke goes, that was brief. And she goes, you should know a lot about <laughs> You know all about that, Seamus. I'm like, that was the perfect <laughs> moment of levity. Yes. In what is quite a heavy film. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Maybe uh, it's because uh, Elizabeth has some balls as we get to see later on. <laughs> which is the perfect segue into my next note. Go on, Elizabeth. You can see she earns respect and admiration from Robert in in that act yeah. by the way he looks at her and that's when they're, the king's men are trying to deal with yes, children trying to r- round up children to go and fight in the king's armies yeah lol Elizabeth and Marjorie running around in the background with the helmets on whilst Robert and his dad are having a serious talk yeah like moments before he dies because you see him running around and then it like you see him like charging each other with the helmets then it kind of goes quiet and then literally just before he dies there's that out of focus yeah. shot of the two of them running around in the background and I'm like oh, I, I like that that's a nice juxtaposing it is a lovely of- juxtaposition but I love the way that they make such a big deal of um, Marjorie's love for the dog yeah only for like there's a scene later on where the, they get taken hostage and you see someone standing there with a dog yeah and i'm just like on the edge of my seat like not the dog not the fucking dog touch that dog dog, we riot (laughs) kill the queen (laughs) kill marjorie kill marjorie (laughs) (laughs) fucking touch that dog (laughs) uh i wish i could walk around in mail with a sword on my hip oh yeah 
Oh, they we- were selling broadswords at, oh. when I was antiquing yesterday. Yeah. And my first thought was, I really need a broadsword. I need then a broadsword in my life. <laughs> and watch this and was like, I need a broadsword in my life. Broad yeah. sword? I mean, I know I could, I could wear the mail. Yeah. I could go and buy some mail tomorrow. Yeah. But, you know, if you're just wearing the mail, you just look a bit weird. You look yeah. like a LARPA. If you've got the sword on your hip, that completes the outfit. Absolutely. And <laughs> plus, no one's going to say a word to you. Exactly. Because <laughs> they don't want to get shanked. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but I suddenly want a pet monkey that can ride a horse. That whole story is so weird. It is, but it leads up to my next note. Wow. That has some final words to leave your son to ponder, right? (laughs) But like he's talking about, like, I get it because he's talking about the good times. Yeah. And about why he trusted him so long and why he's trusted him right up until now because they bonded as children. Yeah. Or his young men, sorry, are fighting in the Crusades. Yeah. And then he's like, but I, I don't know why I trusted him. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think I made a mistake trusting him. Yeah. And now I die. And like, if that was me. I'd be like, could you not have just hung around for like an, another 30 seconds? Like another 30 tell seconds. Me why, what, what to fuck? do next, some advice yeah, some would be sage nice. Sage words yeah. of wisdom. No, just die. Well, yeah. fuck you, dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oof. I was not expecting to see an arm attached to half a chest today. No. What the fuck? There are some moments in this film that kind of come out of nowhere. Yes. That I'm like, oh, fuck. I was <laughs> I like, was not... when, when I saw this was an 18, yeah. I was like, 18. I was like, oh, maybe I'll have a sex scene. But I'm like, I don't generally elicit an 18 rate. Oh, battles might be a little bit brutal. Oh, well. And then we get, it's those, there's only yeah. like a handful of them. Yeah. But like you said, they come out of nowhere and that's what justifies the 18 Oh, absolutely. So there's the arm and the part of the torso hanging. Yeah. Then you get to see his head later. Yeah. Then there's there's a disemboweling scene. There's a disemboweling scene, yeah. (laughs) Stop stopped me in my tracks. Yeah. Um, The the use... Oh, hang on. Where am I? I'm on the wrong page. How did I know that arm actually belonged to William Wallace? I know we live in the... In like twenty twenty four, we demanded DNA test. Yeah, where nobody believes anything anymore. <laughs> We're in a post truth society. But even back then, surely you they could have just they could have cut just, anybody's arm yeah. off and called him that. Yeah, they well, could have done. But I suppose they weren't used to they they weren't expecting them to lie. Yeah, it they weren't have really used benefited to it. them to lie because if they'd if they'd well, said we yes, would. we've killed him. This is his body because he was he was like a a symbol yeah. of rebellion. If they just chopped up some other motherfucker, claimed it was him, hung bits of his body everywhere, surely that would Well, no, because William Wallace would still be going around doing stuff. So then people... Yeah, but he, no, he's in exile. He's living in the woods on his own somewhere. Yeah, but that's the thing. He was living in the woods, but he was still doing basically what Robert the Bruce went on to do. Yeah, but we know from that scene later on where they go to the Isles, right? And... Uh, what's her name? Rose. I can't remember her name. Comes running along and slaps her husband. It's like yeah. you said you'd be gone three weeks. Yeah, you've been four months. Where the fuck have you been? And he's like, uh, "Say hello to our new king." Yeah, yeah, that happened. Like word doesn't travel that quickly, right? No. So if they chop someone up, hung him all over a place, said it was William Wallace, like that would break the spirit for a couple of months. Mm, yeah, only a couple of months in the maybe out- not of the like, actual rebels, the aisles. but of the people. Yeah, but only the far-flung ones. And it would, when it did come back, it would be twice as bad because it would be like either people would go, well, they lied, so why would we believe anything they tell us from now on? Or it would be like they killed him, but he's still doing it, so it's the ghost of William Wallace. You can't kill a ghost, so we're invincible. 
All either right. way, it would be worse for the, for them in the long run. All right, I'll let you have this one. I <laughs> I think I'd melt if a strong, smart woman like Elizabeth declared that she chose me regardless of where that took her. Yes. I love that scene. Yeah. Where she's just like, like whatever this means, I don't care. I choose you. Yeah. And she knows full well that like her being English and like they're marrying to try and keep the peace. Yeah. Like she knows that he's, because she's listened in, she knows he's about to re- rebel yeah. and lead Scotland against England. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> you've treated me with respect. You've been nice to me. Like, I am your wife and I've yeah. actually fallen I'm... for you. And I don't care. I choose you over everything. I was just like, oh my God, I would melt. <laughs> <laughs> um, one little riot and he's already reneging on his oath and raising an army. Yeah. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. Restarting a rebellion is the way to a woman's heart. Yeah. <laughs> Right, what can we rebel against? What can we rebel against? <laughs> I mean, this podcast is basically a rebellion against boring podcasts. Against yeah. good taste. <laughs> um uh, the days when you would just kill a man to keep your secret. Right. Although never trust a ginger. Today, is my note on that scene. <laughs> today Robert would be considered a murderous criminal and not the only hope for an entire country's independence. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> if you stab the right person for the right reasons. So if I could so if I was to stab Boris before he did something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. You it'll be yes, he was a murderer, but the <laughs> other guy was a massive bag of dicks and he was gonna do this really evil thing. So plus, you know, back then you, you had the church on side. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, the church says the church has absolved you. So originally right. the church is like he's a murderer, and then they're like, Yes, but he's our only hope. Yes, but he's our murderer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically. Without him, the English will take everything and they're like Okay, we'll just res- like what's it? You've what been absolved. It? Yeah, absolved from all your crimes. You're now our only hope. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why everyone wanted to be Catholic because yeah. you know you just get absolved and that's it. You didn't do it. <laughs> um, sometimes I really want to know what my full lineage is so I can be introduced properly. So this is when they oh yeah when, when they, they name him. him king and they're, they're there for ten minutes like son of this person, son of that person, heir to this person. It's <laughs> like I would love to know that. <laughs> Son of Reg. Son of Reg. <laughs> Grandson of Reg. <laughs> well, they do that with him. It's like Robert the Bruce, son of Robert the Bruce, son of, son of Robert the Bruce. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought Huntingdon was in Cambridge, not um, Scotland. Because at one point they say Earl of Huntingdon. Yeah. Son of Earl of Hunting, whatever, the Earl of Huntingdon. Although maybe that was where they started off and then they moved to Scotland. I don't know. I don't know. That's a part of history. I don't know anything. Yeah, about. I don't Sorry. know enough about historical genealogy. I'm not Tolkien. <laughs> From now on, I will swear everything by these swans. Yes. The actual fuck. <laughs> the swans have like fucking crowns on. Yeah. I'm just like, my God, you are on the hinge. You can see his dad sat at the back, yeah. basically just face palming, and it's just like you've 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 raised the dragon the rules of chivalry are, are off you can just kill anyone you want yeah i thought that was that that's brutal when he's like we will dispense with the rules of chivalry we will raise the dragon yeah <laughs> anybody that even gets in our way will be executed without trial i'm like fuck the english were monsters the joys of, of of having this god-given right and there not being anyone that could really yeah. touch you the difference in the way that uh, the Scots and English prepare for war shows you why the Scots won. 
Yeah. The English were arrogant and celebrated what they thought would be a foregone conclusion, but mm. the Scots took it way more seriously because they weren't fighting for uh, because they were fighting for more than just pride and tax money. Mm. The Labour Party should take note. <laughs> it's like the Scots had people there fighting for their for their homes, yeah. for their freedom, for their way of life, for their the families, English... for yeah, their culture. Yeah. For literally for for them to continue living as they wanted to live. Yeah. The English army was was made up of people who, as we see earlier, were effectively press ganged. Yeah. And they were being sent hundreds and hundreds of miles away to fight a battle they didn't really have any stake in. And it was all for tax money and power. Yeah. Which yeah. is, you know. And you can tell the difference. Like they do they show you the difference oh, absolutely. right there on screen. They're like mateys swearing on the swans and screaming and getting hammered. <laughs> and the Scots are just like Okay, so, you know, we're going to go about business. We're going to organize ourselves properly. Um, English people watching this film, are we the baddies? Oh, absolutely. 100%. But if you're English and you don't realize just what... We we were the baddies for an awful lot of history. Yeah, the the monstrous things your ancestors did. Like, come on, get out from under that fucking stone you're living under. And you've got American people watching this film. What are these people saying? Where the fuck are the subtitles? Because <laughs> we all know Americans can't understand anything but American. Sorry, that was me. I, Where are the guns? Where are the guns? <laughs> Why didn't they just shoot? Oh, right. Talking about Americans being stupid. Oh, um, in a Facebook group I'm part of, one of the Warhammer Facebook groups, yeah. um, lots of people there discover reading, rediscover reading books right. through Warhammer. Yeah. Uh, kind of like I did. I get that. Um, but... A lot of these books are written by English authors, English authors who have a superlative grasp of the English language. Oh. And they use phrases, uh, what was it? Um, Hive city come starport. Hmm. Now, if you say something like restaurant come bar, bar come restaurant, we know that means something that was something, but it's now effectively functioning as something else or has become something else. I have seen no less than half a dozen posts in one of these groups where these idiots have seen the phrase... Something like the one I just gave there. It was Hive City come Starport. And they're like, uh, can someone tell me what this means? Do they not know what this means? This word is not right. And it's just like, what? Yeah. Well, that just means semen, doesn't it? And it's like, well, that means semen, doesn't it, boy? <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I, I had ignored them. And then someone was in there going, oh, these fucking authors don't know what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, right, sit the fuck down, Yankee Doodle Dandy. I was like, is the reading comprehension level in this group really so low that you don't know what this means? And I had some fucking yank come back at me like, uh, will, you, will you talk Latin at school? Because I don't know what that means. We all know about the summa cum laude uh, phrase, but does anybody actually use this or read this shit anymore? And I was just like, I was taught English. Yeah. Which clearly you weren't, which is why you have the reading comprehension level of an eight-year-old. I was, I was just like, what the fuck is this? That level of ing- ignorance, not just in reading, but in many, many aspects of modern day life, mm. bemuses me, befuddles me, and makes me wonder about the collective IQ of what, humanity. What amazes me is the people <laughs> that they are this fucking ignorant, this uneducated, and rather than going, I don't know what that means, fuck and going away and finding out and educating themselves and not making themselves that little bit less ignorant. They just assume they're professional doing the professional work. Has done something wrong. Is wrong. Yeah. And, the, and then they, they flaunt that ignorance and that stupidity. And then they get, they get fucking spicy when someone like me calls them out 
on that ignorance and stupidity. These are the same people that, you know, stick to the science and do their own research. So don't oh, worry. yeah. Do your own research, sheeple. Uh, anyway, that was a, yeah. yeah let's get back. <laughs> they do a good job of making the fight scenes visceral and epic without using CG or massive mm. wide shots of, like, hundreds and thousands yeah. of people. Like, they, you don't need to. Like, I'll, I'll say it again at the end, but they put you right in the middle of the battle yeah and that has got so much more realism than some of these other films you see where there's like four thousand men on each side yeah. of these huge and you wide get a panning drone shot of yeah. the, the the slaughter going on you're right what was that one which we you know the other is cg'd year? because oh, yeah. there's no possible way in your budget you can get that can, many no. people and kind of logistically getting them all doing the right thing at the right time what was that one we watched the other year was it ironclad was it Ironclad? Yeah, yeah. Well, that had the the we we praised the visceral yeah. fight scenes in that. This that's on this a much is along the same lines. Yeah, that's on a much smaller scale. It's one yeah. tiny little castle, and you got like maybe fifty people on each side. Yeah, but both that and this do the same thing. There's not these big, grand, wide. Look how epic we are! No, it's, no, you're going to be right in the middle of this fucking battle, and any minute now, somebody could chop your head off. Yeah, you're going to how... see these people yeah. either side of you getting brutally murdered constantly. They do it really well. In like, I wrote this during that that night fight where yeah. they're all kind of oh, like that made me angry. It made me angry. Well, as well, it's so fucking like cowardly yeah and just underhanded yeah and it was the english doing it I'm yeah like, oh, fuck. for fuck's sake see people if, if history doesn't piss you off sometimes you're not reading all of it in that scene they do a really good job of making it seem like a grand battle yeah like two grand armies but they do it by having it at night with only the fire to yes. light the shot well only the fire to light yeah. the shots <laughs> in inverted yes yeah. but or brackets or whatever the fuck they're called. Um, I'm, I'm American, P.S. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I, don't I don't understand English, y'all. Um, <laughs> like, they do a really good job of that, and you're in it. And what it feels awesome, it feels epic, it feels like a real turning point in the movie. Yeah. But they show so much restraint that <laughs> by the time we get to that final battle at yes. the end, it's not, again, they've not escalated it to ungodly proportions. No. But it feels bigger than that first one. Because, because it's, it's the first standing battle we see. Yeah, and it's done during daylight, and you yeah. actually get to see more. And it's probably only about the same amount of people on each side. But there's side. less, because the, 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 in that first... Yeah, there's if less they, If they've done that first, that first time where the, the, the two forces size each other up, yeah. and then they agree to have the duel, um, the Scottish army is roughly on par yeah. with what the English are presenting. And then, obviously, much later... We see there's there's only like what did I say they got about five hundred and forty to to three thousand cavalry yeah. plus the footmen. So the English army was way way bigger, yeah, um, but not as tactical. No, uh, Robert <laughs> Robert looks old enough to be Elizabeth's dad, and that's probably because he nearly is yeah. in real life. Hundred percent. Chris Pine. Uh, she's uh, Elizabeth. Uh, not Elizabeth. Uh, what's her fucking name? Florence Pugh is twenty eight, and Chris Pine is forty three. Yeah. So he's not quite old enough to be her dad, unless no, he came know. from Harlow. Some council states in this country is easily old enough. I mean, to be yeah, yeah. there's a 15 year difference. So, yeah, conceivably, uh, um, Bruce would have destroyed Valance in that duel based on what oh, we see of the two of them fighting other people. 100%. 100%. That's why, like, they're like, 
this is not the plan. What if he kills you? And he's like, I can handle myself. I can handle myself. And then like, you see him fighting, and you're like, yeah. no, you would have made mincemeat of him, mate. <laughs> like, Robert has just such a low-key confidence. Yeah. Like, he is the most dangerous person in this film, yet he's not the one shouting the odds, telling everyone how great he mm-hmm. is. Like, he's just going about his business in a real yeah. low-key way. But we see by the end that he is easily far more dangerous than the King of England, the Prince of Wales. Um, uh, he's, he's far more dangerous than anyone on the English side. I don't think he's the most dangerous on the Scots. I think probably Douglas is the My most My very dangerous. next note is Douglas is MVP. <laughs> oh, yeah. The man is a beast. <laughs> but he's a beast uh, partly because he's fighting for his lands and yeah. his everything back. Again, when we see that nighttime scene of them all kind of like the calm before the storm. Yeah. Everyone else is having a drink, spending time with their families. He's off in the corner in the he's, darkness. He's practicing, practicing with his dagger. But he, yeah, that, yeah, all right, granted, he's the most dangerous <laughs> in this film. Yeah. In that sense, but in a wider sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Robert is the most dangerous man in this film. And at no point do you see him really being arrogant really showing how powerful he is no. or really even being a center of attention no he's just kind of he was very know, much a man of the people yeah he's just going about his business just doing his own thing and yeah flying <laughs> under the radar like the best of us do um <laughs> the use of the scottish highlands uh within the cin- cinematography helps give this film an epic and majestic feel without the use of cg much like the Lord of the Rings did. Gives it production value. Yeah. Because <laughs> we love that phrase. Yeah, we do. Uh, the momentary shot of McDougal getting his throat cut is gratifying. Yes, 100%. Because it's like, you, he could have just had a fight with him up on the road. Yeah. But that would have been an almost stand-up, you know, yeah, face-to-face fight. To do, yeah. And then he waits until their forces are split and sneaks up on them. It's like, oh, you sneaky bastard. You sure you're not English? <laughs> uh, the prince has some impressive armour. He may be a cunt with legs. But oh yeah, that that armor he wears when he finally goes to when yeah, he, he finally gets the scale mail shoulders and the gloves. Oh, it's all just breathtaking for armor. Yeah, uh, compassion is not weakness. You're damn fucking right, Elizabeth. <laughs> you are damn right. Again, she she's got the biggest balls in this film. Yeah, she she doesn't have a sword. She isn't wearing armor yet. She continually spits stuff like that in in her enemies' faces, and it's like, ooh. God damn, bitch, you were, you were this close to being hung up in a noose next to him. She's the daughter of a British general, though, right? Yeah, although right. we see how much use that is yeah. later on. Yeah, we do. Um, Neil's death was brutal, yeah. hung and disemboweled while still alive. And it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> I was going to say, my next note is that did, that disemboweling scene, pretty graphic. It's just like, okay, they're hanging him. That's bad enough. Especially since yeah. he's, at that point, he is actually telling the truth. He genuinely doesn't know no. where Bruce is. And then they, they hang him up and you're like, oh, God damn, he's being hung. And they're doing, it's going to be a slow choking death. Oh, no, wait, because he's cutting him open and his insides are falling on the cobblestones. Yeah. What the fuck? Yes. This is why this film is an 18. Oh, 100%. Um, seeing all the castles in the film uh, just reignites my love of castles. <laughs> I bet you got a chub on watching this. All those castles. Oh, fucking, it's just like <laughs> castle after castle. And I'm like... It. And by the time they've got to like the third or fourth castle, I'm like, Reggie must have had to keep stopping to have a wank watching this. At least like one of my points I'm going to give it at the end is for the, the parade of castles. <laughs> um, the prince is the perfect example of an insecure man who thinks anger, threats and violence is the way to get what you want. Perfect example of a nepotism child, a yeah. nepo baby as they call them these yeah, days. 100%. Um, um, 
<laughs> Lol, Douglas kissing kissing Angus after he threatens him. Yeah. When they're on the <laughs> island and he's like, "You put your put your hands on my daughter again. I'll cut yours off and use them as bait." And then he just kisses, he kisses him. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, you know, could get your balls cut off. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> in the fourteenth century. Um, in a world where food isn't easy to come by, and one of the things that hampers most armies um, is a lack of food, you'd think they would take them apples for themselves. So this is where they're oh yeah yeah marching towards that final battle, and like uh, King Robert comes by and the guy return with the, to your home. The, the English apples. are coming. Yeah, and then about two minutes later, we get to see He's him dead, dead, and they're just trampling on the apples. And yeah. I'm like, history apples, will tell you that a lot of armies kind of come to their end because of the lack of resources yeah. or a lack of being able to get the resources to the front line you'd think that cart of apples would have just been taken they'd have Not just taken wasted. that and yeah although but the again, english army doesn't seem to have a train which is very odd yeah we see it, well no we do see it when the king dies they're riding off and the camp followers are, are breaking down the camp yeah but you would, yeah, you would have thought they'd have just left the cart by the side of the road for the camp followers to pick up yeah, and, and use to continue feeding the army. Yeah, yeah. If, if, like, it's the arrogance, isn't it? That's what I was going to say. It's like the English army is so arrogant mm. that they think they're just going to go win this battle, turn around, they'll be home before they need any more, yeah, any more resources. Whereas I assume if the shoe was on the other foot, the Scottish would have taken they'd the have taken it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and suddenly I'm watching a Robin Hood remake. <laughs> It's when they start sneaking into the castle yeah. under the firewood. I'm like, wait, did this jump films? And I didn't realise. <laughs> That's another excellent film. Are we going to get it? Brian Adams on the soundtrack now? <laughs> Everything <laughs> I do for Robert Bruce. <laughs> um, his aim will be to take England next. Oh, sorry. His aim will be to take our England next. Propaganda was alive and well in the 14th century. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you had to inspire these thousands of men who really didn't Really want care. to fight to the death, yeah. And you're about to sling, sling them into a bunch of crazed Scotsmen with swords and axes. You've got to give them a reason it's to no, fight. It's no, like, if we go back an hour to our conversation <laughs> about how all media just wants to make everyone scared... It's no different today. It's like mm. all these foreigners that are coming are going to take your job, take your culture. You must like be angry well, the against most, them. The most recent one, um, some former general or something is saying that, oh, yeah, we might have to go to war with Russia so conscription may be introduced. Yeah. And uh, I saw this on Reddit and there's just been every thread that mentioned it has just blown up. It's just okay, like everyone's yeah. like, no fucking way. If you think I'm fighting your war for you, mate, fuck off. I agree. Send the gammons. But... We're also way too old to be conscripted. Oh, we're way too old to be conscripted, conscripted and Cody's too young. So, But in a world where like, the youth of this country could be taught some discipline, yeah, is conscription really the end is of the it, world? I, do we really want? I, I think conscription without a war would be great. We'd teach a lot of young people what respect is, what discipline is, and we could probably help change the tide of British people mm. to some degree but conscription to go to war against russia yeah mm, not i i i have always been absolutely dead set against the idea of taking disaffected youth and teaching them how to kill a man because all you do is at the end of it when they leave the army what are you doing Johnny's oh, dropping bits on the floor now yeah um all you do is when they leave the army which they inevitably will you've got a you've got a a, a generation of people or like this whole intake of people who 
don't know how to function as adults in the real world. And the only real life skills they have is how to murder you. <sighs> and who have effectively been taught that the resolution to any problem is, is violence. violence. And it's like, that's really not what you want to introduce into society. So, especially if these people have grown up in an environment, like in a city environment, which where violence is the ultimate form of force. Yeah. You're then going and you're formalizing what they've already started to learn and saying, yes, here's a gun. Here's how you use it. Here's a knife. Here's how you use that. Okay, you've done your two years. Off you fuck. Because we have no need for, you know, a standing army of five million men. So really, we should be conscripting them into like two years of just martial arts or something. That's going to teach them how to fight. But two years of, uh, of the, the living in a monastery in the it. fucking, in the, in the Alps or some shit. Yes, that's what we should be doing. <laughs> um, oh, you've just headbutted your own microphone. What we, uh, what we really should be doing is, you know, fighting poverty and... Uh, yes, rather than other yeah. humans. Yeah. Uh, he's going to take a castle with six men. Okay, he actually did. Yeah. I mean, it was in the most underhanded, sneaky way possible, but... <laughs> I bet, you know, if the British have got out of history, sorry, the English have had a history of being sneaky and underhanded, why not play their own game once or twice? Um, well, you managed to imprison a few women. Yeah. Ooh, uh, brutal! He is. <laughs> King Edward is brutal to the Prince of Wales. So, to a degree, I give him... Some benefit of doubt from yeah. growing up a complete prick. Yeah. But, like, he is a complete prick, and that's not all because of his dad. No, he's just a complete prick. Yeah. Um, we see two rainbows in this film. There are two shots. Uh, the first one is where they, I think just before they meet McDougal. Oh, yeah. That When they stop the horses there, there's a rainbow that arcs and disappears down behind Robert and his men. And the next one, I think, is when they reach the Isles. Okay. And they're on the beach, and there's a rainbow yeah. there that arcs across, and again disappears down behind Robert and his men. I don't know if that was intentional, whether it's some kind of like. Oh, they were just like, "There's a rainbow, quick!" <laughs> yeah, production value. But I'm just like, to, to, I mean, it's very rare you see like a rainbow, rainbow in, in a film, film anyway. Yeah. But the fact that there are two of them, they're both arcing from the left-hand side towards the right and disappearing behind Robert and his men. Is this some kind of subtle? I don't know. I like, think it could be because they say at the end of the rainbow is the pot of gold, right? So yeah. is the pot of gold or old basically the, the, the treasure pros prosperity? Yeah. Behind like is that what they're going towards? Yeah. Who knows? But I just I, thought it was worth mentioning because yeah. I haven't seen like a rainbow like that. Used uh, if you see a rainbow in a film, it's like the Bifrost. Yeah. It's a big, it's in your face sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a key plot point. They have two of them in this film that go unremarked completely. Yeah, it could be a metaphor. It may not be. Who knows? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> oh. I love it when I throw him like that. <laughs> <You're> totally free. <laughs> uh, those poor innocent horses. Oh, man. So this is the beginning of the battle where the English uh, riding towards them and they jump out of their little pits with the spikes. Yeah. And you see all them horses and I'm just like, oh, those poor and horses. When, they, they when they're doing nothing. the little training bit and oh, it's yeah. just like, I want to take down the horse and I want to... To, to drag the knight off and kill him and yeah. it's just like yep so you're literally going to murder the horses yeah grim I'm but like, oh, those poor innocent horses what do they do um, that final battle must have looked like the Scots were just committing a very drawn out suicide to the British at the start oh yeah because when you 100%. see this, the, like you see it like, like they go marching out there and the British draw up and then they, there's this one shot where the camera kind of pulls back and you see this little cluster of the Scots and then there's this wall, row yeah. upon row, like something from Lord of the Rings, yeah. of of the the English, and you're like, oh, 
Yeah, no, I can see why the English were, were overconfident and oh, cocksure yeah. because absolutely that, they should have wiped them out in the first cavalry charge. Oh, hundred percent. Um, can you imagine what it must feel like to be stood across a battlefield, knowing you're about to fight for your life? It kind of redefines stress, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Like every now and then, I'll see something, or something will come into my sphere of existence <laughs> that kind of changes my perspective yeah. a little bit on life and i'm like huh, i've been moaning about being stressed for a few weeks but compared <laughs> to being stood <laughs> across a battlefield having to fight for your family yeah your way of life your country your freedom it's not really stressful just, just the standing stuff there I've been looking with. at a wall of men yeah. armed men who want nothing more than to murder you yeah and you're just like okay the odds on me actually surviving the next 30 minutes are exceedingly slim it's like i i'm most likely to die in a very painful and unpleasant fashion whether it was a medieval battleground or storming the beaches of normandy when you think of some of the highly stressful situations mm. people have been in over the years and then i look at my life now and i'm like i have nothing really to be stressed about. <laughs> yeah i claim to be stressed all the time it's all context though isn't it <laughs> yeah you know they, they 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 were stressed in those situations because they were stressful situations. We aren't exposed to those situations. We would be just as stressed in that situation. But equally, if you took them out of that and put them in one of our daily lives, they would get because you. Oh, scale. they would be massively stressed because they wouldn't have a clue what was going would, on. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it scales, doesn't it? It's yeah. like you know, if you're going to war, that's a whole different tier. That's a whole different fucking like uh, league of stress yeah. compared to being stressed with your daily life. But both of them, at the end of the day, are stressful situations. They both take their toll on your central nervous system. Exactly. But, and, you know, you can't vent that, that, that stress. You know, I can't vent my day-to-day -day stress by going and disemboweling a man and stabbing his mate. Because, yeah, I mean, you can. There are plenty of gammons. I mean, there are lots of gammons, and I, I do want a chance to use my sword. That's what we need to rebel against. Gammons. Yeah, I'll get all the women wet. All the non-gammon women wet. <laughs> I'll be. I was going to say what, like their wives, because yeah. I've seen some of them, and I'll pass, mate. <laughs> we'll get like we'll get our own army. We'll march on Trafalgar Square, and we'll take out all the fucking gammons. <laughs> They're all still there, yeah. defending the statues yeah. with their cans of Strongbow <laughs> and Harrington jackets. <laughs> 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 yeah, not not quite the same as reclaiming Scotland, is it? <laughs> um, it's a trap. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, I love the fact that he uses that contraction as well. Yeah, because absolutely wouldn't have in the 14th century, but it makes sense here. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, this final battle is as visceral and harrowing as any I've seen on screen before. Mm. It really puts you right in the middle of the fight and shows you just how brutal and terrifying it must have been. Oh yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the, the camera work in that final battle is either inspired or absolutely dreadful. Yeah. I can't, I can't tell because it jiggles around so much. Yeah. It's like, did you just strap this to one of the one of the extras having a fight and just use that as the footage? To me, it gives it the fact that it's not kind of Spielberg-esque in, yeah. in the way that it's a mounted camera and it's doing all these amazing... Yeah, you've got these smooth transitions and these epic set pieces and it shots. It kind of feels like you've got a... Uh, like a POV or like an eye view, yeah. eye view of the battle and, yeah. you're, and you're twisting your head to see where the next fucking sword's coming from. It does make it quite difficult to keep... <laughs> Aside from uh, Chris Pine, as we mentioned earlier, yeah. who looks like he's stepped out of Miami Vice or something, um, 
The others, especially with all the mud and the blood and the rain, yeah. all look more or less the same. Except Douglas, because they do a really good they do a really good job of showing you Douglas right before the fight when, yeah. he, when he walks over and explains to the hills and he's wearing his proper Yes, he's got his circle with, with the stars on yeah. it. Yeah. So when it comes to the battle, you can pick him out, but a lot of the others. A lot yeah. of the others. Aside from that younger kid. Yeah. Yeah. Who stands out because he is literally a child yeah. and doesn't have the, the Biffy Clyro hair or beard. Yeah. Um I'd have killed the prince anyway. But that's because I'm not a great man, I'm just okay. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would have killed him, but then I have less honour. Yeah, absolutely. I'd have, I'd have shanked him yeah. out of vengeance. Wouldn't have been any noble fucking reason behind it. I'd have stabbed him. I would him have just been cunt. like, I can end it all here. Just, <clears throat> done. Um, and it's like you said, it's another film that absolutely does not glorify the brutality of those battles. Oh, not at all, no. And showing the, the these big, tough, brutal leaders like crying in the mud yeah. at the end of it. It's a really nice like, touch. I think if we just quickly go back to that, the younger kid. Mm. Watching him get killed yeah. breaks your heart because he is basically a yeah. kid. But at the same time, you get the idea that this isn't Star Wars, right? No. This like all of your favourite heroes aren't gonna be there on the other side of the battle. There's, there's not, almost no character shields in yeah, this. They're not they're not all gonna get the chance to do something that helps them win and then be celebrated at the end. Yeah. This is life or death. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who you are. Anybody could get a fucking sword to the in, throat. In real life, you don't get sent off to a gambling planet with your Asian girlfriend no. to do a completely unnecessary subplot. No. You get stabbed through the collarbone by a spear. Yeah. By someone that it wasn't a main character. It was literally just one of the English mounted cavalry yeah. who just rides past, hey, doesn't even slow down, just shonk, goes off and continues killing someone else. We do finally get to see who who would win that wager, though, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that at the end, he's just like crying and 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 fucking yeah. vomiting and you're just like oh you're a little there, bitch there you get to see the true essence of the man that you've been shown yeah like if you read between the lines many many times in this film yeah but there you finally get to see him without the might of the army without the king behind him without yep. anything it's he's just, just him a sniveling little brat yeah who gets beaten and can't take it. It doesn't know how to deal with it. Wiping at him. Yeah. Crying because crying and yeah, vomiting. He's never had, probably yeah. pissing. If it, if it wasn't such a classy film, it would have shown him pissing, pissing himself. himself. Yeah. Uh, my last note. Lol. I thought that was Jesse the dog running towards Elizabeth at the end. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. It, see and I'm like, why is the dog running across the beach to her? Wouldn't it make more sense? Oh no! Wait, no. That's a horse. That's a horse, and it's got Robert the Bruce on the back. That makes much more sense. They do a really good job in this film of having dual narratives yes so you've got the whole like uh in the fighting for the independence of scotland again yeah and you've got this really kind of low-key respectful almost romantic love story between king robert yeah and elizabeth so whilst we we get the historically accurate but not really the happy ending yeah for the battle like we do then get hit with a happy ending yes afterwards when they reunite on the beach and i'm like oh thank god one he, of, deserves, he deserves he deserves that yeah. one of the things that i thought they did really well was i i made a point of not googling around this because yeah. i don't know a great deal about this um but when elizabeth gets captured especially when they lower her into the cage i was like oh my god is she gonna die yeah because that would be brutal and i'm like i've watched enough historical yeah. film historically based films to know that all bets are off yeah and you know 
lots of these people that you like died yeah. in very unpleasant ways. So I'm like, oh my god. And for them, for her to appear right at the end, because obviously she's she's a great character. When when she meets with the prince and her parents, yeah. oh and yeah, and she just refuses like, to sign yeah. the thing, and they're like. We'll just annul it. You can go back to England. You can go back to England with your You'll family. Be fine. And she's like, no, I chose him. And Basically. she's like, no, I'm not doing that. And yeah. just drops the quill and refuses to do it. And it's just like, oh, is she going to die? I mean, if she doesn't, and yeah. then get she there. gets a happy ending. Yeah. And again, we get the little info dump. Yeah, I love Which that. is a nice touch. I needed that happy ending at the end. Yes. I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a real downer to end the bloody episode on. But what I will say again about, about the two of them is that it's not a love story in today's sense of no. what a love story would be. It's a better love story. Mm. Like it takes them like what, probably about an hour and 15 minutes <laughs> of the film before he actually bangs his wife. Yeah. But at that point, who's been married to at that point for, for months. Yeah. At least. But she's won his respect. He's won her respect. Yeah. Like, and they, it's an, organic thing it's not just you're my wife i'm gonna fucking rape you yeah. which is probably what most 14th century weddings are actually how they actually went yeah. but in this sense it was like it was there was a real respect and there was no real kind of like forcing of no pointless romance it was just like this is how it was the romance grew up around yeah. the story yeah it was I, I thought it was handled delicately and beautifully and brilliantly it was and the I way she defends Marjorie as well. Yes. Is like Elizabeth is just as much of a hero in this film. Oh, absolutely. As Robert. She gets to fight her own little war. Yeah. You know, on a far more low key, a far more personal scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whilst this film isn't fun like a Marvel film, <laughs> funny like others we've raved about, or light and easy to watch. For me, it's fascinating and entertaining. And if nothing else, we get to see the English get defeated when they were being their uh tyrannical tyrannical selves. Mm. I'm giving it an 8.5 as I really do love this film that much. <laughs> yeah, so go on, give it a six, even though you, you've been almost genuinely positive about a lot of it. No, I, hang on a minute, where's my pen? Give me, give me a pen back. Um, yeah. It's not your kind of film. It's it's not my kind of film. If I hadn't, oh, called Outlaw King. If I hadn't chose this film for the podcast, there's no way you would have ever have watched it. been like, this is something I want to watch. Um, but having been forced to watch it, yeah, um, I it was perfectly watchable. Yeah, it was a tad slow paced in places for me. Yeah, the two hours, like I said, I I took a break halfway through to go and sort out my laundry. It, um, I think it could have been hour and forty minutes, and I don't think we we would lose enough that it would really ruin yeah. the film. Um, and I sort of looked at other films that i've given i it was going to get a seven but then i looked at other films that i've given a seven to and i was like no because a lot of those i would re-watch and i enjoyed more than this so i've given it what i feel is quite a generous 6.5 yeah that's that's about as i gave my score i thought watch is going to give it a 6.5 so what's that put it at uh Uh, full 15 15 isn't it Yeah. yeah I want you to check my math before I wrote it down. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's 15. But 8 plus 6 is 14. 0.5 plus 0. 0.5 <laughs> is 1. That makes 15. Oh, see, I did it in a far more convoluted way than that, that mate. This yeah. is why maths is really not my strong suit. I have learned over time. Like The more I do maths in front of people and the more they screw their face up at me, I'm like, how do you do maths then? 
because it's quite simple when you do it. I, I did it. Oh, if I take it as 8.5 and 8.5, I know that 8 plus 8 is 16, plus the other one makes it 17. But then I take 2 from that, and that's 15. Is that right? Did I do that math right? Because I'm also trying to keep a conversation going with you yeah. at the same time. I know. Yeah. Whereas I always find it's far easier if you just get rid of the 0.5, just add the two big numbers together and then add the other two together and then combine. I, I don't I don't maths. <laughs> <laughs> I occasionally maths, but you know. Find what you love, believe in it. Positive things will happen. And remember, your mum probably should have swallowed. <laughs> <laughs>